Hello, everyone, and welcome to Dark Insight number 67, tentatively titled The Nork Stork. Why? Because we're storking about norks over here, y'all. Uh, my name is Jeremy Greer. I'll be your host today. I am joined by Vader Van Oden, the person who has been on this podcast the most, and maybe the nicest guy in podcasting? Question yes. mark? I don't know. Vader, Vader, how are you today? I'm okay, but I can change that, because I went and watched the Devolver E3 presentation yesterday, because I missed it, and I... Okay. It's mm-hmm. bad. It was terrible. Oh, I, was, I thought that was pretty funny. We'll get into that in a, in a little bit. We're also joined by uh, Mr. Brian Wade, maybe the worst man in, in podcasting. I, I'm i the Nork Stork. You're the Nork Stork of the deal. I'm just going to call you Stork from I'm, the, I'm from over, the I'm over here so. Norking Storks and Storking Norks. It's <laughs> <laughs> all I can do. It's all I can do, Jeremy. Uh, we love to Nork a Stork, don't we, guys? Love, don't love we? to Nork Stork. Wasn't there a cartoon about storks or snorks or something? They, they were like the underwater Smurfs. They were like the Smurfs, but they were oh underwater. Oh my god! I hope so. Yeah, that sounds amazing. What are they called? Continue. I'll find out. <laughs> I, oh my god! You guys totally ever heard like right. the weird history of the weird history of the Smurfs and how it's like kind of crazy? <laughs> There's some weird stuff that happened when the Smurfs, y'all. I'm not. I'm not. So wouldn't be surprised. Yes, the Snorks. Yes, I am dropping a link in the Discord as we speak. Uh, that was my job. You beat me to it. <laughs> well, that was that was that was extremely quick. Wow, the Snorks, an American Belgian animated television series produced by Hanna Barbera, Hanna Barbera, and ran for a total of four seasons, sixty-five episodes on NBC from September nineteen eighty-four to May nineteen eighty-nine. Do 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 do. That's yep. all that I'm going to read about that. If, if you, the listener, want to read more about The Snorks, a 1980s cartoon show that we'll probably have a podcast dedicated to it soon. I was just about to say that. Go to the show notes. <laughs> <laughs> there's, a, uh, there's a very brief joke that we'll, uh, that me and Gary talk about on this week's Days of Future cast, and we talk about Cyclops having a Matlock podcast, and I think that's like the funniest thing imaginable. But uh, apparently nobody has done a Matlock podcast, which I find really surprising. Uh-oh. You guys do not care about that, though. Vader, I think Jeremy's thing or his internet might, might have gone down. We interrupt our program to bring you this important message. Welcome to the Salt Report. I'm Chris Mosier. Lay your weary head to rest. I'm a whole new level of freak. Don't you cry no All right, we uh we lost Jeremy for uh for due to due to some some internet complications. So uh, I'm going to hop in and host here real quick uh and he'll be back on shortly hopefully. Uh but in the meantime, uh we have we have to talk about the weather. Vader, tell me about the weather. Uh it's winter. And it's been raining, and every day that I've got work off to work outside, it rains, so I can't. And it's infuriating. Yeah, how are you supposed to work on your sweet pond if it's raining all the time? I know. I got I got myself um, a solar water pump, 
which yeah. I chucked in because the pond's half full of water already because of the rain. Uh, <laughs> I chucked in the solar pump and it's pumping water. It's great. Uh, but yeah, no, I think it's going to be, I think it's raining today, but I think I might brave it and just jump in the water and start placing rocks and decorating. Yeah. Because that's, uh, that, that's like the most important part, right? Is that the, 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 everything that's underwater is very carefully placed. Yes. Um, <laughs> so um, it's not super deep. So I'll be up to my ankles, shins in water, but, okay. and I'll be really cold, but we're tough down here in New Zealand. <laughs> yeah. You have to be. Like, you got yeah. Mount Doom looming over you at all times. Yep. Take out those orcs. Uh, <laughs> yeah, what about you? How's your weather? Uh, it is oven? rainy and dreary today. Um, it has been <laughs> it's been pretty nice all week, actually. It's been, like, in the uh, like the low 70s all week. And then today, it just started storming, like, right when I got off of work. So, and it's been, it's been raining and overcast all day since then. Because all I've seen all week from America is memes and gifs about how it's hot it is and how sweaty everyone is. I mean, that's just yeah. me all the time anyway. I'm just always <laughs> sweaty. So Fair enough. I can't, I can't corroborate that necessarily. <laughs> but it's, it sounds like where you are is miss the heat wave. Yeah, I think I think we we've actually it's it's been like uncharacteristically nice for an Indiana summer. Um, <laughs> normally it's it, normally it's very humid here. Okay, that's good. Uh, it's been pretty nice. Very good. So yeah, that's the weather. Uh, we'll have we'll have Jeremy check in with the weather whenever he gets back. But uh, let's uh, let's talk about some news. We don't need Jeremy to check in. It's just always like humid and muggy where he yeah, is. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. Um, I don't know. I didn't. I, I didn't. I didn't uh, post any of these news links. So, uh, which one did you, you did you just post the the one about the Super Nintendo Mini? Uh, yes, because I just right, woke up. let's talk about that then. Uh, yeah, so what, first off, are you in? were you in for the NES Mini? The you know, so so here's the thing with the NES with the, the NES Mini, is that when they announced it, I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. Like, I'd, I'd like to have, like, a little mini Nintendo on my shelf. Um, mm-hmm. And But I was like, I'm not going to, like, I'm not going to, like, pre-order or anything. I'll just, like, I'll grab one, because... You, you see these similar products like the NES Mini, like the, the like the Atari Flashback, or like the there's like a Genesis that is the, that is the same kind yeah, of thing, yeah. <clears throat> and those are always available, like at like a at like a Meyer <laughs> or a Walmart or whatever. And so I was like, oh well, whatever. Like I'll just get one when I see one in the store. Uh, of course, never never saw one in the store, and I'm not going to pay eBay prices for one because that's insane. Uh, yeah, that's I own insane. most of those games already anyway. So if I yep. want to play them, I can just play them, or I can just emulate them on my computer. Uh, so yes. you know, I like I, w- I would like to have one as just the cool little physical object, but I'm not going to pay scalper prices for it. Exactly. Yeah, I was the same as you with the the NES. Uh, I was planning on getting one, but at the time, yeah, couldn't find one, um, and they went. They even here in New Zealand, which we usually have extra stock for some reason. We have high prices, but we have more available. <laughs> yeah, because uh, I remember like you, you were telling, telling us when you got the Switch, like you, uh, some one of your friends just like walked in and got one that day, right? Yep. Yeah. And you, you just walk into a shop now and get one. Yeah. And like, the, you, you still can't do that here. Yeah. Uh, I don't think we had the same problem as like buying, people buying heaps of them, scalpers. Like mm-hmm. I just heard from a, a friend of a friend bought 15 Switches. Uh, to resell, um, I, 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 like a friend of a friend that lives in the U.S. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I was gonna say because it yeah, sounds yeah, like yeah. if they did that in New Zealand, that wouldn't be a very profitable venture for them. 
No, no. Yeah, that's, that's sorry. I should have made that clear. So a friend of a friend who's in the US <laughs> <laughs> did that. Uh, and yeah, and I just don't hear of that happening here in New Zealand. You see it on our kind of, uh, our version of, um, which would trade me, which is our, our kind of reselling auctioning site. Uh, mm -hmm. And you see it, but they usually don't sell. Like people get called out pretty quick. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. Sure. Uh, and yeah, but I... I guess to avoid the disappointment, I just went and pre-ordered one since it came available here. Just okay. I always can cancel it. <laughs> um, this is for the SNES. I didn't bother with the NES. And to be honest, I did say at the time when they announced the NES, I'm like, this is cool, and I wouldn't mind having one on my shelf. And it would be fun for the kids to play, like have in the living room, because all my game consoles are in, in my office. But the games on it, they didn't appeal to me as much. I guess because they were a lot older and I'd probably played a few of them at yeah, some yeah, point. Yeah, sure. Uh, whereas the, the, the SNES is a little bit more nostalgic for me. Mm -hmm. uh, those I never had one. My neighbor had one. So I've played like Secret of Mana. I've played uh, Link to the Past several times and a bunch of the games. But it, it's still there's a bunch of games I've missed. Uh, so it'll be nice to actually have them and own them. So, yeah, I'm more excited about the SNES. And I, as I said, with an NES, I said if they brought one out, I'd be keen. For, I'd be more keen for the Super Nintendo. Yeah, I, so, uh, I, I definitely am interested in this, again, just like as the box, because I, I, I'm actually I'm looking at the list of games, and I'm pretty sure I own every single one of these games except for <laughs> Star Fox 2, because you can't own that. Yeah, that's kind of um, cool to do, isn't it? It is, it is very cool. I guess that's the one thing that we could talk about uh, that's unique, is that Star Fox 2 never came out. Uh, apparently, it was 100% finished, and they just never put it out because they didn't want it to compete with the N64. Uh, so, yeah, with the Super Nintendo Classic, uh, they're just putting out... Uh, the Star Fox 2 is just on that thing, and apparently, like, you can you have to, like, beat the first level of Star Fox to unlock Star Fox 2, which is kind of funny. <laughs> that's cool. Uh, I, I kind of like that... There will be a world where a game that's never been able to be played before can be played. Like I like yeah. that. Yeah, but then um, at the same time, it's like that's that that makes me a little wary about like is Nintendo going to do the same thing with this that they did with, um, with the NES Mini? Like they, I think they've said that like they're going to make a significant number more of the SNES Mini, but like there are going to be people that want to play Star Fox Two that just can't play it uh, on the SNES Mini because they won't be able to buy one. True. Unless they want to pay yeah. eBay prices, and uh, listeners, just as a just as a general rule, do not pay scalper prices for anything. No, that's <laughs> the thing. It just it just endorses what they what they're doing. Yes. Um. Like I yeah. Uh, there, there is um. I, I'm I'm on the Amazon page for the uh, for the SNES Mini. Uh, yeah. And <laughs> the top question in the questions and answers. Uh section on the page uh the question is is nintendo going to make more than 10 of these secondly is amazon going to put the pre-order up at 4 a.m on a sunday night so that i wake up too late and there's an answer <laughs> a pretty good answer uh they are only making one and all that are interested will have to participate in a death match to win it this death match <laughs> will be held at 4 a.m pst and the only weapon allowed is a controller with an irritatingly short cord <laughs> that's quite that's funny pretty good. i was pretty into that <laughs> um as I say, like I, as far as I know, the pre-orders are still available here. Let me check. Whereas what I heard, because the American SNES is ugly, yes, all the Americans are uh, ordering the UK ones, and so all the UK UK sold out like instantly because of the US people. 
Well, it also still isn't available to be pre-ordered here, so. Oh, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, interesting. I, 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 I am signed up on Amazon to receive an alert when it goes up for pre-order, and I have not gotten an alert yet. Yeah. Interesting. Well, if anyone wants to order it from Mighty Ape New- in New Zealand, it's still available pre-order on release date. In the, well, first shipment, they said. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's uh, that's that's the Super Super Nintendo Mini. Um, I think that's kind of kind of all I, th- all I have to say about it. It's kind of it's cute. Uh, one more it thing is. on the box. I'm just looking at the box now for the the PAL version, which looks different than the US one. It's got on it twenty plus one games. Yes. Why don't they just say twenty one games? Uh, because the the, the, the first game is Star Fox Two, and it's technically like it's a bonus game in that you have to play another game to unlock it. I think is their argument. Yeah, it's just kind of funny. Yeah. And I saw somewhere that the American version will yellow. I don't know if that's just someone being funny and a meme. <laughs> it's that designed would be to yellow. if it did. But it would be cool. And it's, I don't know, with the Nintendo and their, their cartridge, it tastes bad. I could imagine them designing it to go yellow on purpose. Yeah, that would be very, very funny. I would be pretty into that. Yeah, I think that's would be awesome. Even though I like, I specifically went out of my way to buy when I bought a, a Super Nintendo, uh, Super uh, Super Nintendo Junior, an SNES Junior. Uh, when I bought that, I specifically went out of my way to buy that because it wasn't yellow. <laughs> Fair enough. See ya. Some people might not be happy with it going yellow, but if it's on purpose, I like it. I yeah. dig it. Yeah, it would be. It would definitely be a funny thing. Yeah. So yeah. uh, the rest of this news, it kind of seems like it's all it's all sale stuff, so we can probably bang this out pretty quick. Um, PSN has a sale going on right now, uh, Xbox Live has a sale going on right now, and Sony's PS Plus is pretty pretty exciting this month, apparently. Yes, until dawn. Yo, from, is from Jeremy's words. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, what is it? There's that new, um, the new game, the Link Play, or whatever it's called. Oh, Play, Play Link. Link. Yes. Yeah. They're releasing a game for that. Uh, what is it called? Uh, looks like it's called That's You. Yeah, that's what it's called. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know anything about it, but because that's free with this month, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, yes, it is. I'm looking at the looking at the link right now. It looks like uh, we've got Until Dawn, uh, Game of Thrones, which I've heard is actually very good. Uh, although I'm not really into Game of Thrones, so, I mean, your mileage may vary on that one. Uh, Tokyo Jungle for PS3, which is amazing. I don't know, Vader, did you ever play that game? No, I always wanted to, but never got around to it. Well, if you you still got your PS3 hooked up, now is the time. Yes, I do. Uh, Darkstalkers Resurrection, which is a good fighting game. Okay. Uh, I know nothing about Element Foral for the Vita, or Don't, Don't Die Mr. Robot, also for the Vita. So, if you know anything about either of those, you can tell me. No, nothing. Dark Stalker's got pink and aqua blue hair. It's very colorful. Yeah, okay, very colorful. Uh, cool. Yeah, I, yeah it's I, good lineup. All I know about the game is the, about the Dark Stalkers is the people like it. It's, a, it's apparently a good fighting game. There's this uh, Egyptian mummy dude who, in a screenshot I'm looking at, his bandages are ripped open like the gaping dragon's chest. Mm-hmm. And it looks like he might be able to grab people with it, which is pretty fun. <laughs> oh, okay, good. <laughs> uh, yeah. Cool, yeah, it's a good lineup. Um, I've stopped paying for my Xbox Live Gold, whatever they want to call it now, mm-hmm. thing, because I'm just I'm not playing the games that they're giving me. 
Is, yeah, and I mean, like, you also just don't ever play your Xbox, so why pay for it? Well, exactly. Um, and the games it would be good, and I would play it more if the games were I, I was interested in. But, yeah. I'm just, like, kind of scrolling through the, uh, the PlayStation sale to see if there's anything uh, that's really jumping out at Relevant. me. Uh, Xbox see, has a sale, too. I did see Helldivers is on sale. Uh, that's a good game. That is a good game. It's good, but it doesn't didn't hold my attention for long. No, because it's it's fun with people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's definitely something you want to play with other people, not just by yourself. I guess uh, the Ratchet need- and Clank. It looks like the Ratchet and Clank uh, PS4 like remake or whatever uh, is out or is on sale for ten dollars. That's a that's a really good price. That is a really good, oh wow. Game. Yeah, it'd be like fifty thousand here. Um. It's, uh, that's kind of all I'm seeing that's super exciting. Yeah. They tend to be the kind of the mainstream games that go on sale. Yeah. That everyone's already played. <laughs> uh, looks like uh, a game that Jeremy is apparently good planning on talking about later. Tumble VR is on sale. Oh, yep. That's yeah, pretty full on VR. Yeah. All right. Well. That's uh, there, there are sales going on on the PS4, PS4 and the Xbox to match the Steam sale from last week. So, uh, if you have one of those platforms, you know, buy some games for cheap. Go do that. Yes. And so, while we're hanging out here, why don't we talk about some video games then? Nah. No, you don't want to. Oh, <laughs> uh, no, just kidding. All right, let's, uh, let's yeah. talk about the Snorks instead. All right, you're done. Uh... <laughs> no, Vader, tell me about a video game. Okay, uh, I haven't actually. I've been playing... I'll save one, because hopefully Jeremy will turn back up. So it cuts out half of my list, because I've been playing VR games. (laughs) But the other one I've been playing is Brawlhalla, which is on Steam. It's... Oh, is this that uh, that Smash Brothers Smash. Yes, it is. Yes, I've I've played this game. Oh, sweet. Uh, And I suck at it. (laughs) Uh, yeah, I, I got it um, to play, and it's cool because me and Odin can both play mm-hmm. on the on on the P, on our computer with PlayStation controllers plugged in, which is great. What's annoying is that the overlay is for Xbox controller, and Xbox controller doesn't work. Like you can't just uh, plug in your Xbox controller and have it work. No, it doesn't read it. Uh, uh, Maybe because I'm on a Mac, I don't know. Oh yeah. Um... I think that it has to use uh, DirectX or something. I can't remember uh, X input. Yeah, and I think that I, I, I think there might be a way to get that working on the Mac, but I don't know what it is off the top of my head. So yeah, it probably is. You probably can do a some kind of patch or whatever. But not interested. Rather use the PlayStation controller anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's 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 great. Like it recognizes that it's a PlayStation controller by just plugging it in the game but the overlay is still Xbox, so I get confused when it tells me to push X. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it actually means push square. Yes. <laughs> so I went down, I went, uh, actually went down a real deep rabbit hole because when the PS4 came out, um, I was I really like that controller. It's a really good controller. Um, so oh, I decided no, that I was going to use one as my primary controller to use on my PC, and I play a lot of PC games. Um, but the thing is, is that like Brawlhalla, uh, other... You know, other PC games, like, most of them just show the Xbox. Oh, no. 
Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Don't Give Up Skeleton. I'm your host, Jeremy Greer. So do you want to try that again about the controller, yeah. or just do you yeah, think no yeah, one wants to hear it? We'll give it one more shot and see what happens. <laughs> Jeremy's going to have a lot of fun editing this one. Um, yeah, so when the PS4 came out, uh, the PS4 controller I really like, so I decided that it, I was going to use it as my primary controller on the PC. And mm-hmm. uh, so just like with Brawlhalla, like you were talking about, the... Controller, the button prompts for most games uh, are the Xbox button prompts because that's like the the default controller for PC, right? Yes. Uh, so I went down this real deep rabbit hole of like installing games and then like finding mods for them that would sw- swap the <laughs> Xbox button prompts for PlayStation button prompts. Yeah, that was like a lot of work energy. for very little reward. Yeah, I don't have that kind of energy. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was very energized. <laughs> that's why I play console mostly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> and have a you. Mac. And have a Mac. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it'd be, a sh- it'd be nice if the games natively recognize that you had... Well, it does recognize you have a PlayStation 4 controller because we plug it in and the control menu, it pops up PS4. But it doesn't change but, the button prompts. No. That's very strange. Well, it's, yeah, I guess it's uh, what's free to play. Uh, so. Oh, so you have to pay a microtransaction <laughs> for the button prompts. <laughs> that would be the worst if you actually had that option. I would love that so much. Uh, yeah. Well, I, I, to be honest, I would pay 50 cents or something for that. Because uh, <laughs> it would <laughs> save for a lot of just time. For, for the con- you could probably just find a mod for it. That's the thing. I don't want to find a mod for it. Vader, I'm going I'm to find a mod for you. Can you even mod Mac game when it's on probably. the Mac? Because my son's because he watched all these Minecraft videos. My son's always going about how he wants to mod Minecraft. I was like, Odin, son, I'm not going to mod Minecraft for you. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I don't. I often don't want to even play Minecraft. I'm not going to go spend hours modding it. But yeah, Brahala, back to Brahala. It's yeah, it's free to play. You can spend in New Zealand seventeen dollars to unlock all the characters. Mm-hmm. But I don't so necessarily think like I want to. Here or something. Yeah, because Steam's pretty good. Unlike PSN and Xbox, uh, Steam seems to have a fair com- uh, conversion price for games. So we're like pretty much paying what the the conversion rate would be. Okay. Un unlike flipping Sony. And yeah, Xbox. Okay. and unlike your yeah yeah because you you had some real issues with that this week actually. Yeah. Uh, yeah, buying Nier. Still $120 on the PSN. That's ridiculous. It's in store, like physical store down the road, 110 Online store, local store, 90 Uh Then I can get it from an online New Zealand store that I've talked about before that's actually based in the UK for 70 
but they're out of stock. But then I ended up buying it. The online local store, they have like a secondhand marketplace behind their retail store where people can sell things secondhand. And I bought one for 60 that says it's still sealed and wrapped. Okay. So I did all right in the end. Yeah, yeah. It just it just it just took some digging. <laughs> yes. Uh, but yeah, once but one twenty on PSN, like it's ridiculous. Yeah, that's like, like twice the price of what it costs here. Yeah. What, well, what, what is the actual conversion rate? Like, what would it? What should it actually cost? Eighty eighty five. But we have we have sales tax on top of that, so you add on fifteen percent on on eighty five, and so you're talking about like ninety five ish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but not. I mean, we're not talking one hundred twenty dollars. Yeah, no. that's a that's a pretty significant difference. Uh, yeah, so sixty USD is eighty one. Eighty one times doing math on a podcast. <laughs> Thanks, Google, for doing math for me, so I don't have to. Is ninety three? So yeah, it's still okay, thirty yeah. bucks, thirty odd dollars cheaper. Yeah, that's yeah, that's that's a ridiculous price difference. Um, yeah, so twenty US dollars difference, roughly. Yeah. Yeah, there's our conversion talk for the week. Hooray! Uh, so bro, back to Brohalla. Uh, <laughs> it, it's all right. I like it. It's pretty cute, and the art style is nice. Uh, there's multiple characters, like forty. <laughs> I have. I thought I was doing okay. I played a. Um, but me and Odin played against the computer a little bit, which was fun. Uh, then I played a little uh, tournament against AI, which I won just barely. And then I went online and got slaughtered. <laughs> like <laughs> To the point where I didn't actually touch the person and they killed all three. Because you have like, you choose three characters and I think they killed all three without me touching them. Uh, it wasn't fun. Yeah. It was a bit... And they still said good game, so that was nice of them. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. Like I, then I went into the, the training again, and kind of uh, you can turn on the hitbox, and the hitbox is like a circle, which is interesting. Like they've kept it as simple as possible. Like it's a circle. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, that's which very doesn't cover your whole character, but then goes outside your character for part of it. So yeah, I don't know. And the attacks, like I, you know, you'd think. Being like being used to most action games, you would attack, and if a guy's in front of you, you're going to hit. Whereas that's not the case in this. The hitbox is often in a good like inch or two in front. There you go. That's for your your imperial measurement system. <laughs> uh, that's uh, three to five centimeters in, <laughs> in metric. See, I could convert. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's it's in front of your character for a fair way. And so you can attack and then there's certain attacks, which will have like a little like jump animation built into it. And if someone's in front of you, you just won't hit it, hit them. Okay. Whereas it, it looks like you should, but look going through the test and playing, playing against like a dummy to practice. Yeah. You realize that a lot of these attacks aren't actually, and then that's why when I go to attack, nothing happened and they would hit me because <laughs> I wasn't actually doing the right attack to hit them in their space. So yeah. huge spatial awareness. I don't know if my brain can handle it, but I kind of want to get good at it, but I don't <laughs> think I will. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, How did far did you get into this? On PS4? Is it? Yeah. Um, I don't know that. Looks I like it's it still Steam. in closed beta on PS4, so I don't know how you get into it. 
Uh, but it is available. Oh, interesting. Well, it's probably exactly the same on the PC. Like, I'm playing it with a PlayStation controller. Oh, yeah, I'm sure, but... <laughs> I mean, oh, okay, yeah. Uh, listeners, if you're interested in playing on PS4, um, you can go to beta.brawlhalla.com and put in your email and give them your uh, your region, and they will hopefully send you a code, I guess. Hey, I might try that, because to be honest, I think I prefer to play on a console than... <laughs> I don't know what it is, but I just find it easier. Yeah, yeah, you know, so some of us, some of us is, uh, uh, strive for greater heights, and some of us play on console. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I kind of figured you would just not respond to that. <laughs> I guess the higher you go, the the, the further you got to fall. So. Exactly. <laughs> Whereas I, I'll just get a slight bruise from falling from my console. Whereas when a <laughs> PC crashes, you're gonna you're gonna break something. Yeah, yeah, I probably would. <laughs> but yeah, it's good. It looks good. Um, it's nice to see alternatives to the very closed system that is um, Smash. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've, I've definitely been interested throughout the years in like several different Smash Smash likes, and none of them none of them quite get there. But this one this one was pretty fun for the little bit I played of it. Yeah, people do stuff that I don't see how it's possible. <laughs> and it's like, and I I'm tempted to just out of be ironic and be silly, just yell out hacker. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure they're not. It's just that's the go-to. It, blame blame it on hacking, right? You just blame everybody for hacking as soon as they, as soon as Did they you. beat you. Yeah, it's not my fault. I'm good, man. But yeah, that's Prahala. What about you? What yeah. have you? What have you got? Um, I actually, I actually have uh, some hot information coming in, coming in hot off the, uh, off the airwaves uh, from from one Jeremy Greer. Apparently. Uh, the ISP found a bad cable in his internet and have replaced it, so his internet should be back up soon, and he will be rejoining us. Yes. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about Black Wake. Uh, do you know Do you know anything about this game? Have you ever heard of it? It's, wait, no, no idea. Okay. Uh, so Black Wake um, is I, I I saw it on the Steam sale, and it's a pirate game. Uh, it is like it, it kind of seemed like kind of similar a little bit to uh, Sea of Thieves, but it's just like multiplayer. Um, it's just like competitive multiplayer where there's like you get you get spawned into a lobby with like fifty other people, and you are a pirate on a ship, and so you you're either a pirate or you're on the navy, and it's just like it's just like boat combat, right? Okay. Um. So it's team versus team, kind of yes. like Call of Duty. Yeah. You got okay. Yeah. Yep. Uh, it is not very good. It's not very well optimized. <laughs> um, and it's not, uh, it's not particularly well balanced. Uh, okay. but I had so much fun playing it. Uh, so me and my roommate both bought it and we spent like three or four hours on Saturday night last week, uh, playing it because, uh, so, so what ended up happening is that like, uh, the kind of people that play, so this game is an early access, and the kind of people that play like competitive multiplayer early access games are usually pretty serious about them. Yep. Um. So, I decided that <laughs> what I was going to do is I was going to go into these, uh, go into these lobbies with like fifty people, and just talk in the all chat about how much I loved Pirates of the Caribbean. 
<laughs> and ask ask the ask the entire lobby what their favorite favorite Pirates of the Caribbean movie was and what their favorite Pirates of the Caribbean character was. And I just tried really hard to get people to talk about Pirates of the Caribbean. I tried to get people to do some Pirates of the Caribbean erotic role play uh, with me. Okay, uh, one getting... person did it. It was very funny. Okay, was, uh, extreme. There, there, I, I got I got banned. I got banned from like three different servers. <laughs> Um, not because, not because of like, I was doing anything wrong, but you can just like vote to kick someone, uh, in that game, like from the server. Yep. Uh, so I would just get it. So it was, it was like a time, a timed ban. So I was, I would be banned from a server for like five minutes or whatever. Um, but it was very funny every time I got banned, uh, at the very beginning of a, of a match, like when you, when everyone's first joining in, um, whatever ship you end up on, you can nominate yourself to be the captain. And then the other people on your ship, uh, can vote whether or not they want you to be the captain, uh, of all the, of, of all of the choices. Uh, so obviously I nominated myself to be the captain every single time. Um, Oof. And you can give a reason why you're nominating yourself. So uh, there are these other people on our ship that are like, oh, I'm like, I have like 100% efficiency rating as a captain or whatever. Like, I'm like one of the top captains on this server, blah, blah, blah. Like, would be their reason. Uh, my reason uh, every single time was I'm Jack Sparrow, bench. <laughs> uh, I got every, every time I got nominated to be the captain, uh, every time I actually got voted in as the captain, uh, one of the things you can do as the captain is customize the boat's colors. Uh, and name the boat. So I named the boat the erotic roleplay, and I painted it all pink. <laughs> and that was I, like I was like in tears, laughing a couple of times because everybody so, was so mad about me not taking this game seriously. So while you, were, everyone else was playing Black Wave, you were playing your own game. <laughs> yes, while everyone else was playing Black Wake, I was playing Pirates of the Caribbean Simulator 2017. <laughs> It just happens to connect. It's crossplay. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> oh, Brian, you're 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 a worry. He's just like he was just trouble. It was it was one. so much fun. Like so, I I talked a lot of shit about this game uh, about it not being very good. It's it's not it's not great. Like it really isn't great. Um, but like it was still it was still like when the the little bits of time where I was actually doing pirate things, it was it was kind of fun to like you know like load a cannon and then wait for the captain to pull up alongside uh, the other boat and then shoot my cannon to to do some damage to the other boat. Um, but more yep. often than not, my time was spent screaming in the old chat about how much I loved Pirates of the Caribbean. Um, <laughs> I I had one guy accuse me of being... Be, oh, the, the, the two guys... The one guy that like actually uh, got into the erotic roleplay with me... Uh, Accused us of being uh, sexless virgins, which was pretty fun. Awesome. Uh, it, it, because I, it just brought me back to, like, like 2007. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's funny how people still do that. Like, <laughs> dear, when you beat someone and they, they send you a message and they talk about that, it's like, man, I got, I'm married and got two kids, man. <laughs> right? <laughs> like, I don't care. I'm just, I'm just having fun. <laughs> And that's the thing is that like the game wasn't very good. So I was entertaining myself in the best way I could. And that just happened to be screaming about pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, well, exactly. Like, and it's, it's, that's the thing. All these games, it's, you've got to make your own fun sometimes. And they're just like a, a sandbox to do that. Yeah. Um, I, I watched the trailer while you were describing it in silence. So I could still hear you. I wasn't okay. rude. 
Um, and yeah, it's janky as heck, man. Yep, like, yep, it's very janky. Uh, it was it on looks- it was on sale on the Steam sale for like like nineteen bucks or something. I was like, this seems just stupid enough to spend twenty dollars on. And it was. Yeah, it was been, totally worth it. And that's the thing, is that like even though like it's not a very good game, it was totally worth the twenty dollars just for what the the fun that I made out of it. Well, exactly. And it's it's who you play with and stuff. Uh yeah, it looks ridiculous. The ragdoll physics are quite funny. Yes, like they people are. Getting blown they up are and they're just sort of flying. <laughs> or people just exploding because they got hit by a cannon. They walked in front of their own team's cannon. <laughs> um uh, some of the games, uh, some of the servers that I joined had friendly fire on, which was pretty fun for me when I would just, like, wait for the captain of our ship to be, like, moving into position to, like, attack another ship and then just, like, blast him in the back of the head. <laughs> okay, that's going too far, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> he would, like, be swooping around to, like, get into position. I'd just be like, oh, I'm just going to go kill the captain right now. I, and there was, oh, there, was that- there was a super fun glitch uh, that I kept having happen where if I jumped off the front of the boat, um, I would land in the ocean and then I would like somehow get wedged in between the deck of the ship and the hull. So like there's awesome. like that, like, like, like basically like where you would bo- put like your luggage if you were in an airplane. Yep. And the, like the under, the undercarriage of the, of the boat. Like I would just like get in there somehow. Nice. And, and like, just, like I couldn't get around. out. Uh, you couldn't get out in there. I couldn't even walk. Like I was, it was too. It's too small of a space to walk around in. Um, so I would just literally just sit in there and talk about parts of the Caribbean and be completely safe because I couldn't. I couldn't take a damage in there until the boat sank. Yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> well, I guess it gave you the time to do what you needed to. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> what you really because, were there to do. <laughs> yeah, be, because otherwise I was either standing on the mast of the ship, like on the very the very front of the of the ship, or on the very back of the ship, and just shouting about Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> that's hilarious. But yeah, I mean, that's 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 kind of Black Wake. Like, like, <laughs> it's, it, it's, a, it's a stupid game, but you should check it out sometime if you want to scream about Pirates of the Caribbean with me. Oh, done. Um, I wonder if it works on... On Mac. Yes, it does. Woo-hoo. It does. It's cool that more and more games are. Yeah, yeah. It seems like that's like more, it's much more frequent than it used to be, especially. Yeah. I can't play anything too high end, but the Mac comes reasonably good. So most of the standard games I can play. Yeah, I, mean, um, I, I bet you can play a Black Wake. Oh, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> it, the, the glitch that you said you had reminded me of a glitch um, that my brother had. It would have been, oh, it would have been Battlefield, probably. Battlefield Bad Company 2. Yeah, probably. Uh, and it was like a bridge, and like most of the the stuff's destructible in, in those games, as you probably know, like the buildings and whatnot. Whereas like bridges and stuff weren't. And like it was a map that the bridge, it might have been the first one actually. You now I think about it, um, it was like the center point it had like the center flag you're trying to capture, and so it was it was like the tide of the, the battle was was fought over this central flag. On, yeah, the, yeah, on the yeah, middle of sure. this bridge and the bridge so the bridge was indestructible because it would kind of ruin the game if it was destructible but like my brother got hit by like a grenade or something and it was like blowing into the bridge <laughs> and so like he was like stuck in the bridge for a while and I can't remember if he ended up having to commit suicide to get out because he couldn't die yeah or if it just decided he died anyway I can't remember at that point but basically it seemed like the rest of the match he was indestructible Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> and so, like, he just ran around just, like, walking, like, into, like, the enemy, like, mat, like um, flag areas. 
yeah. and just and, like and gunning your way down. Like you're like Jason Voorhees <laughs> or something at that point. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and like it was hilarious. Like he just kept and uh, um, yeah, like he didn't he didn't try to do it, but it happened, and he didn't realize straight away. Just realized that it'd been a while since he'd been killed, <laughs> so he, mm-hmm. he kind of just started like pushing the limits and like realizing they just wasn't dying, and so yeah, he went through and just pretty much just Arnold Schwarzenegger terminated like every like every um flag and yeah obviously he got a huge amount of hate mail hacker <laughs> <laughs> uh, afterwards but yeah it was, it's just funny like the game must have i don't know how it would work how the coding worked but basically decided that he was still the bridge <laughs> yeah like, i don't know it's fun when games break like that yeah yeah it's, it's always my favorite like when stupid things like that happen yeah it's, it's weird. And so he had fun with it. And then the next map, um, next match just went back to normal. Um, so it was just that map. Yeah. Yeah. Good old glitches. Yeah. Black Wake. That's a, it's a bad video game, but you should check it out. It looks like 90% of all other Steam games. <laughs> yeah. It's like, just, it's just not like an open world, like crafting game. That's the only, that's the only difference. Yeah. But like, the character moving around it just looks like every other alpha that's gone out those yeah okay what's next what have i played uh what have you played tell me about uh, the zelda dlc yeah so i realized the zelda dlc was out like a bit too late last night so i didn't get much time with it so i purchased that because uh, i think it's cool what they're doing with the dlc and it's i don't think it's overpriced i think it's actually quite a fair price for what they're releasing um, I had a lot of fun. Oh, I finished Zelda. I haven't said that on the oh, podcast you did. yet. Okay. Yeah. I haven't done that I, yet. So. Uh, but feel I guess free I can talk about, about that. Uh, it's a good game still. Yeah. <laughs> um, I kind of was avoiding it for a long time. I'd done like a hundred hours or so. I'd cleared all the mem. I did all the memories before I did the Divine Beasts. But I and I so I could have easily got to, um. Ganon, Calamity Ganon, uh, a while ago, but I was just determined to get 30 hearts. Like I just felt like I had to do that before I could continue the game. Yeah. So so I did that, which turned to a little bit of grindy time. So it kind of made me, um, soured me a little bit, but not enough. Like it's that, it was a, probably a good amount of sour that you get in like, like some, some candy. Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> like it's just a little bit sad. <laughs> but the rest of it's really good. Um, but... Yeah, so I, I got my 30 hearts. I think I, I'm at like 112 shrines. I have no clue where the remaining eight would be. Like, I feel like I've been everywhere. So they're probably ones that are hidden that won't appear on my on my radar. You know, like mm-hmm. a little blip, blip. Uh, so I did that. I beat Kamini Ganon. Uh, I need to teach my son about spoilers. <laughs> uh and they're not they're not huge spoilers so i won't say them but just like i was going to fight it and he had already tried fighting it which is hilarious because he he did the divine awful divine beasts without clearing like he only cleared maybe 60 percent of the map yeah so he beat the divine beasts without getting most of the map he got 13 hearts to get the sword and then took a couple hearts off to put towards his um Towards back towards his stamina, so he had the sword like really quick. Um, yeah, like he just rushed things, and so then he decided he was going to rush come to Ganon, and he, I helped him get to it because the he was having trouble because he had no health <laughs> getting it. But I said, "Look, I don't want to see it." And so he already seen the boss, 
And then mm-hmm. he also watch YouTube videos of someone fighting the boss. And so I go up to the boss and he's like, oh, this. I'm like, Odin, don't tell me that stuff. I want to find out myself. <laughs> and then they keep going, oh, yeah, this happens. Odin, <laughs> stop telling me what's happening. <laughs> they weren't like major, but like it's just it's nice to experience the surprises as they happen uh, yeah. at the end of a, a Zelda game. So I won't say anything, but yeah, it was good. I enjoyed there was the boss was all right uh it's not as bad as i heard people saying it was uh it was quite spectacular the ending was nice the ending was good have we got a jeremy in the house <laughs> hey guys it sounds like we've got a jeremy in the house what, what, what's <laughs> you guys still need a host for this yeah. podcast uh yeah you know like i i i, I kind of nah. took over but i guess if you want it back like feel free Welcome to another episode of Crouching Tiger Hidden Podcast. Yeah, so I was just telling uh, Brian and the people who were listening about my experiences with Zelda okay. um, and how I finished it finally. And, and about how his son spoiled the game for him. <laughs> yeah, Odin already watched people on YouTube and already fought Ganon. Um, he couldn't beat Ganon when he was at that point. Cause so he ended up giving up. Like he played, he like fought him for like an hour, just dying and over and over again, trying to beat Ganon. Um, gave up, and then spoiled it while I was fighting Ganon, telling me what was happening and how to beat him and all the tricks, <laughs> <laughs> um, and all the surprises. So I won't say the surprises here. Uh, but interestingly enough, he has gone and beaten Ganon now because he watched me do it and saw how I did it, and he's gone and done it still without unclearing most of the map and only with like 15 hearts uh he did go unlock some better armor he, like he spent ages like getting resources to get the ancient armor so mm-hmm. he's almost like immune to ganon yeah <laughs> uh so he's he, my son my seven-year-old son has beaten uh breath of the wild and i haven't <laughs> I, I have not either yeah <laughs> and uh, Vader. i I wouldn't be surprised if he's done it in half the time as well because he hasn't done <laughs> all the other stuff I have. And so the DLC, I got that last night. Um, it's pretty cool. My save is outside again because I've beaten it and it just puts a little star next to your save saying you've beaten it, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's from before the fight, so... Um, I would like a high rule where Ganon's gone where you could run around, like an end game. But anyway... But as soon as you log into the game for the first time after downloading the DLC, you get, um, you know, kind of that spirit voice that talks to you throughout the game, telling you about how you've got, uh, you're ready to face the trials of the sword. Um, and it's cool. Like, I think it's implemented really nicely because uh, that kind of fits in with the tone of the rest of the game, hearing that voice uh, speak to you. And you have Link looking around like, oh, where's it coming from? Like, <laughs> I love Link's animations. Uh, yeah and then um, what else have I done Uh, the rest of the the DLC like items that you get from this first wave are all done through mini mini missions or side missions uh, through journals and diaries so you'll get an update on your missions and saying that there's a rumor that there's a book in a certain place that will tell you where to find a certain item and so you can instantly go 
I think the books are called Rumor Mill. So it's all about yeah rumors, and it's kind of fun to playing into that. So someone's gone and written all these rumors and and stories and legends and stuff uh, for you, and you can go track down and follow the trail to find these items. So I've started heading towards oh, what was it? Um, I think the the Korok Mask is the first one I was heading after. Um, so yeah, it's it's done quite well, and the Hero's Path addition to the map is fantastic. Yeah, so that that seems like the thing to get this DLC for. Yeah, I've seen people on Twitter already posting pictures of their map and just saying, like, I can't believe there's this whole gigantic section. I'm going to put a marker in the middle of it and go there. <laughs> they just totally missed yep. areas in the game. <laughs> like, I haven't done yeah. that yet. I haven't looked at that either, but I'm, like, I'm still so, like, I got addicted to Nier, and, like, that just, yeah, Zelda just got put to the side. So, <laughs> but Yeah, fair enough. Um, but, yeah, the map's cool. Like, I've... I, Jeremy, you liked while you were waiting to get back onto the podcast <laughs> uh, in the green room. I saw you liked my picture. Um, yeah, yeah. I've covered a pretty good amount. I've I've covered everywhere, but there are like patches in the middle where I just haven't touched. And it it's weird because you feel like you've covered everywhere. But yeah, I really haven't. It's hilarious looking at the plateau though, because the plateau is just like a solid mess of green spaghetti. Like I ran everywhere around that space. Um, but like everywhere else is kind of just like one line. I'm just like beeline somewhere, <laughs> and then then I've walked to the next place. So it, it and what's cool, I don't know if you guys know, you can actually play your path. There's a button in the map you can actually go play, and it will put it like a little stick man, green stick man at oh, the yeah. start of the I did, game. I had heard about this. That's very cool. And it will actually play and show you where you ran. So if you had an hour, a uh, hundred hours, you could watch yourself play. <laughs> That's... No, it's probably quicker than that. You could, you could speed it up um, <clears throat> to pretty quick speeds, but still, I wonder how long it would take to play through. Actually, maybe I should record that and just, just, <laughs> just put it on YouTube. Just throw that bad boy up on YouTube? Yep, yep. Yeah. Just say first footage here. That's how, that's how you get all them views. That's right. <clears throat> that's right. Vader, I, uh, <laughs> I have some hot Black Wake information for you. Oh, I'm excited! What is Black Wake? Uh, Black Wake was uh, Black Wake is the game that I just talked about before you got on, Jeremy. Oh, okay, it's a mm. it's a bad pirate Catch simulator. Up. Catch okay. up. Cool, cool. <laughs> um, it was a Kickstarter, uh, which of course it was. I but I didn't know this when I bought the game. Um, it was they were asking for ten thousand US or Australian dollars. Get, get, why don't you go ahead and give me a guess how many do, uh, Australian dollars they got on the Kickstarter? I'm gonna say like ten thousand one. Uh, they got 171,000. Oh, that's Sweet. a lot. Uh, and one of the things that I could have, if I'd known about this Kickstarter, I'm really mad that I didn't until just now. Um, this Kickstarter ran in 2015, but if I had Kickstarted it for 137 Australian dollars, I would have gotten a Kickstarter exclusive in-game gold skeleton war mask for my character to wear. Not Definitely not worth it. That's not I, totally not. hundred percent worth it, Jeremy. Not, not worth it at all. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's not worth it. This game, this game is bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you missed all the erotic talk that Brian's been on about. <laughs> oh, I, believe me, I don't miss it. He just texts me it. If <laughs> I, I hear it, I hear it constantly. I don't ever miss it. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like a ringing in his ears yep. at this point. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. My phone buzzes, and my Fun wife is times. like, "Is that Brian Wade again?" Yep, mm-hmm, absolutely. <laughs> yep, <laughs> shocking. <laughs> All right, uh, Vader, do you have anything else to say about the Zelda DLC? Um, yeah, I think it's implemented well. Um, there's lots to find. Uh, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be fun kind of going on these little mini quests within the game now. I'm looking forward to that. 
and yeah, it's it's cool. Um, and the uh, too friendly. Uh, he's commented a few times throughout the podcast. A listener, friend of mine in the real world. Uh, he's been he's like deep into the trials already, and from his feedback, he's saying it's pretty cool. Like it's excellent. Yeah, but he did. The funny message was he sent me a message saying that he died in the dumbest way. Like he took a like one of those uh, powder kegs, you know, the explosive kegs. And walk past the lantern, and it blew himself up. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It's good. Very good. Uh, but yeah, so good thumbs up for the DLC. I like what they're doing with it, and the next one's going to be awesome. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the yeah. next one. I'm looking forward to trying out Master Mode a little bit too. Like I've seen uh, several people on my Twitter feed talk about how like interesting that they've implemented all this quite crazy stuff in there. So, like if it's not just like ramping up enemy damage and enemy hearts or whatever, like I might be into that. Like Zelda as a survival sim sounds crazy to me. Agreed. Yeah. Good stuff. Okay, Jeremy. Yes. Have you played any video games? I have. Uh, let's talk about Diablo Three. All right, let's do it. Uh, this week they released uh, a whole new version of the game. I can't remember. I think it's like Ultimate Evil Edition or something. Uh, but if you already have the Reaper of Souls Edition, which is on the Xbox One and the PS4, you could buy a $15 expansion pack that gets you a new character class, the Necromancer Returns from Diablo 2. And it gets you um, a bunch of kind of new stuff that won't mean a lot to you if you've, if you've not played a lot of Diablo. Uh, but it's stuff that's like really, really interesting. So, um, like they have a... Uh, I can't remember what quite what they call it, but it's like a it's like a custom character thing. Uh but it's pre-rolled. So it's like a it's like a challenge mode. They you load into this challenge mode, they have a pre-made character for you. You can't change any of your skills, any of your equipment or anything. Like they've made this specific character and then you have like a challenge of, you know, clear this many enemies in so many minutes and then they have leaderboards associated with it. So uh like the first time I played it it was cleared in less than six minutes and fifty seconds. And I did it at like six. <laughs> um and then like the second time I played it, um I I got it down to like under four minutes. And now I'm like at like two and a half. <laughs> Because <laughs> you, they the the maps don't change or anything. So like as you learn, as you the more you play it, like the the you know you realize like where all of the pylons are. Like if you can grab a conduit pylon pretty early and just blaze through like four or five uh, elite guards and pick up the little tokens that fill up your meter. So that's really really cool. They've added tons of new maps and stuff to play with. Uh, but the biggest thing, of course, is the character class, the necromancer, which is a fucking blast to play. Uh, you just basically have a shitload of skeletons that follow you around that you can kind of control to do whatever you can. Um, enemies now leave corpses on the ground for you, which is really handy because you have corpse explosion spells. And let me tell you, autumn and I have been playing and, uh, you know, our minions kill a bunch of dudes in front of us and there's tons of corpses and we both start exploding those corpses and we just clear entire screens of enemies. It's the most satisfying <clears throat> thing that I've done in so long. It's so good. Uh, you guys are there, right? I haven't dropped off the internet. No, we here. Okay, good. I got I got a little worried there for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> um, we we leveled up the the class pretty quickly, uh, so we got to level seventy. I would think in about five to six hours. Uh, I would expect, but that's because we had tons of stuff in our other characters. So like we were able to pr- get experience boosting gear very very early. So at one point, like we went through I think fifteen levels on one mission. <laughs> like it was we were just leveling up so fast. The game has all of this experience boosting stuff for you. Like if you've been playing it for a while, so it's really easy to level up a character to where you want it. Um, I'm looking forward. They've, they've introduced seasons into the console, just like they have on the PC now. And seasons are like kind of one-time only characters that you start from level one and you play and you can get kind of custom gear and, th- and do custom builds and things like that. So 
we played a little bit of that, but then the season closed when this came out. So uh, we we're gonna wait for the the next season to start before we get into it. So I'm, I'm pretty excited about that. Like season stuff sounds like it's gonna be a lot of fun. There's always leaderboards and you get custom stuff out of it. So it's fun times. Do you guys have any questions on Diablo three, the Necromancer? Because I am here to answer all of your Diablo three Necromancer questions. How sexy is the female Necromancer? Did you see that screenshot I posted? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see one you posted, but I've seen I've seen some some erotic photos of the Diablo Necromancer. Dude, it is. What are you googling? Uh, <laughs> it, it's very sexy. <laughs> it's it's very sexy. It is extremely sexy. Like if uh, there's a couple of people because I posted me and Autumn both started at the same time, and I just posted like a picture that said like just couple things because I played the dude and she played the chick, and uh, like it's mm-hmm. ridiculous. Look, and I'm, I'm I'm looking for it now. Here we go. <clears throat> I'll post this in the chat, and I'll also put this in the show notes for you lovely people out there. <laughs> do, 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 do. Where did the show notes do? do, do, do. Oh, yeah, I just found it. Yep. <laughs> Vader, I don't know if you've seen that, but check out those sexy ladies right there. I mean, one is ostensibly oh, yeah, a man. Yeah, I saw that picture on Twitter. They're, they're, they're both sexy ladies. Yeah, I know. So. so, yeah, that's a, okay. that's a fun uh, that's a fun <laughs> game. You guys, every, everyone should play that and come and hang out with us. Yeah, uh, yeah. The, the 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 problem is is that I would be playing it on PC, but you, I will probably buy it. You definitely don't want to play it on PC. I, you know, I already have though. Like, I've already played a bunch of it on PC. I mean, dude, like if you bought it on PS4, I'm just saying you could play with me in Autumn. Okay, we, the three of us could play couch co-op if you were here. Which that's well, we can do that anyway. That's going to happen like soon, irregardless. Yeah, <laughs> but we could also level up any one of your characters. Like you could just hang out with us through a rift, and we could have you at level seventy in no time. Yeah, and we've got so that, much that, that is appealing. Yeah, like, power leveling in Diablo is really satisfying. Oh my god! Like every, you get that just leveling noise, but it comes like every four minutes. It's just like <laughs> like it just never stops. It's so much fun. Yeah, see, I thought about Diablo because it's couch co-op, but I don't know if it's yeah. I don't think I have a problem with Odin playing it, but other people might. <laughs> it's um, I don't, I don't really think it's like, like it's kind of gruesome, like and stuff. But like it's, you know, it's it's very very obviously fantasy all... stuff. Like it's not oh, exactly. Yeah, like there's blood and guts and things, and like you'll, but there's no weird bad language. The story is pretty much aimed at toddlers, as far as I can tell. Like the story is fucking <laughs> yep, abysmal. Much. Uh, like that's no that's no fun at all. So yeah, it's it's just dumb how there's games like no, are rated. There's no like weird sex stuff or anything. There's so. no there's no weird sex stuff at all. Yeah, so uh, yeah, it's because it's rated R thirteen. Yeah, like the same rating as like Call of Duty, but I would never rate this the same as Call of Duty because Call of Duty you're just like straight up murdering dudes. Yeah, you're murdering like <laughs> humanoid creatures, like or not humanoid creatures. Yeah, you're you're murdering humanoid creatures in Diablo, and like in Call of Duty you're murdering like actual human looking dudes. Um, yeah, it's the same. Like it's the same with. Um, yeah, Dark, Dark Souls exactly. and stuff. Like, yeah. I've got no problem with Odin playing Dark Souls because it's so clearly fantasy, but I have issues with him playing Call of Duty. I would have to look as well. I'm sure that, like, because Dark Souls has, like, options to turn off blood and things like that, but I don't know if Diablo has that because, like, sometimes you're, like, literally playing in a level filled with blood, so... And then there's, like, you know, crazy... <laughs> there's, some, there's some, like, crazy Christian overtones with, like, there's angels and, like, there's a literal Diablo, but, like, none of it actually applies to Christianity at all. Like, they've kind of removed themselves from that and gotten nuts with it. Like, half the time, like, the, the NPC characters are just shouting the word Nephilim over and over in your face, and it's so annoying. Don't play this... If you can yeah. help it, don't play the story with, with Diablo by yourself. It's so boring. 
Jesus. <laughs> Leia, nobody cares if you're going to open up an inn someday. I promise you, nobody cares. <laughs> so are you are you playing the story as co-op or what is there another mode yeah there's like- there's they introduced a while back um with the reaper of souls edition i think they introduced a thing called adventure mode so you can do uh basically you have the entire world map uh, exposed to you and then every day there's new bounties to do so a bounty will be you know go kill this certain elite or go finish this you know little side mission if you do five of those in a specific area, you go back into your town and you can get like a what they call a heraldic cash, which is basically like a, a a present filled with with you know more presents. So you open it up and like shit just explodes everywhere. You can get legendary items and crafty materials and all that stuff. And then they have what they call rifts, and rifts are um, basically just just like consider it like a mix so they pull random levels they pull random enemies they shove them all into these things and like you're supposed to go through as fast as possible once you fill a meter up and you fill a meter up by killing as many enemies as possible and at least drop like little tokens that fill it up faster you get like a rift guardian and those are ultra hard enemies that you kill and then you get a bunch of legendaries and crafting materials and all that and then they have a thing called greater rifts which are pretty much the same, except none of the enemies drop loot, but you get a bunch of loot at the end, and that's where you go to get like your legendary jewels and stuff. So you get like crazy uh, diamonds and stuff that do stuff like increase your attack speed by a hundred percent and like weird shit like that. So, and all of that is is all co op. Like it's real, real easy to to jump in with two. We I only do it with two people. We've uh, we've done it in groups before. While wow, this is sounding really bad, we've played Diablo in groups before. <laughs> um, <laughs> With, uh, you know, like me and Autumn sitting on the couch playing with another guy or another guy online or something and do it like in teams of four. And that's just crazy. And it, you can barely find time to even notice what's going on the screen because things are, are dying so fast. So yeah, it's funny. So they have like plenty of ways, like yeah. getting to level 70, finishing the story unlocks that adventure mode, which is where most of the game of Diablo three is played. But um, then that opens it up for all characters. So once you finish the story once, you never have to do it again, uh, which is nice because it sucks and nobody wants to do that unless you're filling out dumb challenges, which I wouldn't recommend doing that either. Yeah. See, I, I love Diablo one. I played that several times way, way back. Yeah, me too. Um, I remember because you only had limited space. I remember like up at the village, the town, making a pile like neat piles of cash. <laughs> it was my savings bank. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if there's another way to actually hold cash, but I remember just making piles up in the village because you couldn't you couldn't hold it all in your own inventory. Well, now they have. Uh Gold doesn't take up space in your inventory. Uh, like I'll just look. At, like when I was at, earlier, I had like nine billion gold because there's um, there's all sorts of like weird. Like you can kill these goblin creatures and they open up portals to what they call the vault, and you just make so much money in the vault. And every time we would do that, we'd go back to the camp and put on all of our gold plus gear, so we had like five thousand percent gold increase. <laughs> and then we'd go and just clear it out and come out with like hundreds of millions of, of you know gold. So that that's really really fun. They do have a stash now, so you can stash stuff between characters. Uh, it's limited to like sixty slots, but in the most recent update, they removed the, your uh, crafting items from it. So like you have all of these, you have probably like fifteen or twenty crafting items that you're going to want that just don't even count against it, which is really really nice. Oh, that's good. And then they also introduced yeah. a. Uh, like loadouts, which is really fun. Like you can basically save a character's loadout, like all of the gear and skills and everything. So that let's say you, you have a level 70 witch doctor. That's perfect. You have like a perfect Jade Helm build. You can save that and then start playing with like the new sets and stuff. And then just like, Oh, Hey, I just want to go and have some fun. I'm going to load up my, my Jade Helm thing without changing anything, which is really, really handy. I think that's a lot of fun. 
Cool. Yeah, I don't know if I have the time or energy to learn all the crafting mechanics and stuff. It's I've realized it's that I don't, I don't have like, the patience. It's not, it's, it's not complicated <laughs> at all. Like, it's mostly like, do you have enough of the item to do it? And, like, that's that's really about it. And if and it really, none of it matters anyway. Like, I would say level 1 through 70, you can you can barely, you can just not look at the loot. You just look at the arrows and you're like, okay, that's fine. It's better. It's not, not until you get to level 70 and you're trying to get, like, into higher torment stuff that you start needing min-maxing. actual, like, yeah, you start min-maxing stuff. Like, on my, um, was it on my crusader? Like I'm literally re-rolling stuff for like to gain an extra 3% damage on a certain skill. Like it's that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, it's a good time though. That's, that's, that's fun times. Well, yeah, it's on sale on Xbox at the moment. So yeah, fun times. Brian, did you leave us again? Did your internet die? Nope. I'm still here. Okay. I was just listening to you guys talk about Diablo. So yeah, that's that's pretty much Diablo. I don't really have a lot to report. If anybody wants to play, like hit me up on PSN or just ask me on Twitter. Like uh, me and my wife, we pretty much exclusively play together. She doesn't like when I get too far ahead of her in Diablo. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, we so we you know in the evening times if she's home, uh, we we'll just hang out and you know ch- chillax and play a bunch of Diablo. Cool. I want to. Uh, I don't know if I've said this on the podcast before, but I just want to call out how great Blizzard has been with supporting this game. I bought it on the 360 originally. I was able to import mine and Autumn Save to the PS4, and I bought the PS4 version. And since the PS4 version came out, they've had probably four or five big, big updates, and this is the first paid one. So, like, it's just, like, the support for this stuff is just amazing. Yeah, that's pretty good. So, yeah. They tend to, well, and it's, what, three or four years old now? Um. Yeah, that sounds about. Actually, right. I think it's older than that. Even wasn't it like 2011, 2012 that it came out? It came out on PC, but it didn't come out on console until I think twenty thirteen. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then, um, or maybe twenty fourteen. It was right around the ho- the time that my house fell upon itself, and I had to gut it. So <laughs> I remember just being really depressed and being really thankful we had a distraction in our house. <laughs> um, yeah. <clears throat> uh, I've I've done some I've done some research. May 15th, 2012 on PC, September 3rd, 2013 on consoles. There you go. Yeah, that would have been PS3. Yeah, because I know it took a while to get off the ground because it kind of finally released and I know it wasn't that well received initially. Yeah, because of the whole auction house thing. That's right, yeah. Yeah, the, the uh, PC I version, I don't know if you guys all, remember all what was going on with that. Yeah, it was by all accounts, it was just fucking miserable. Um I remember people being kind of salty when the console version came out because I guess the console version had all of had like actual loot <laughs> instead of like shitty yeah. auction house loot before the PC version did. So yep. yeah, <clears throat> but no, it's good that they they keep throwing money at it, obviously, to make sure it works right. Yeah, it's fun, and they're going to be putting out like Diablo two in this engine somehow, which I can't wait. Like I hope that they do this on like. I love Diablo 2. I love Diablo 1. I love Diablo 2 as well. Like, I can't fucking wait. So, yeah. It's a good game. It is. It's going to be great. I want, it's like, I want my Java it's, it's like a capital V, capital G video game. It is. It's it's a video game-ass video game, to quote yes. some giant bomb people. <laughs> <clears throat> so, yeah. That's pretty much all I've been playing except for my one big one, which I'm having missed half of this podcast now i'm not sure if you guys have talked about what you guys have talked about so uh we have not we we specifically tried to save that for you to get in for, in time for it so why don't you guys talk about uh some vr stuff yeah i think it's talking about batman no i'm kidding 
<laughs> I, uh, so I was surprised with a PSVR as a gift from uh, someone in my family, which was... Yeah, well, it's a, what a crazy gift. What a crazy gift. Thank Oops. you, Mark. Uh, apparently, he listened to the E3 podcast. Shout out to Mark. Shout out to Mark's friend of the show, Mark Nitch. Um, he listened to the E3 podcast we did, and I apparently at some point said, yeah, like all of this VR stuff that Sony is doing is really interesting. I might have to go pick up a VR. And then literally a week later, I walked home and walked home like, right, I live in Louisiana. We don't walk anywhere. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> uh, I got home and there was a giant UPS box filled with uh, the PSVR and two move controllers and the whole nine. So like, thank you so much, Mark, for just like hooking a boy up. That's amazing and awesome. And, uh, and Mark, I'm still waiting for my adoption papers. Yeah, yeah, seriously. <laughs> it's going to take a while. You're going to have to move to America. Are you ready, Vader? Are you ready to move your whole family to America? Um, if I get gifts like that regularly. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> so I've spent the last uh, week or so, I think that was the last Friday, uh, and then uh, I've spent some time last weekend and spent some as much time as I could this week, although I've been incredibly busy. So I haven't spent as much time with it as I really wanted to and uh on top of that i can only do about an hour into a vr game before i pretty much just have to put it down and chill out for a while um is that your experience too vader brian when you guys play vr like do you have like a limit of time that you play and then you're like okay i'm done for a little while i've definitely had some like marathon sessions but yeah i usually like would at least like take the headset off Mm -hmm. for five or ten minutes every like hour or so yeah it gets quite hot and stuffy even though it doesn't cover your whole head um, you still get quite warm. Yes, I played. Um, and I, I find all of Batman today in one sitting, and uh, like I came out of that like feeling like I should go take a shower. <laughs> like I just like was hot and sweaty. <laughs> My face was pressed in a little bit. It was like, uh, oh god, what did I do? Yeah, that's good. Um, it's probably good to do that in one sitting. I did it in two. Batman's good. Batman is you like is it? probably the best that I've played so far outside of Star Trek. Um, so I'm 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 real into it. I uh, that, go ahead. I kind of want to talk about, but I don't want to spoil it for people. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, it's it was good. It's, it's one of those things where like it's a rock steady Batman game, so you pretty much know the stuff that they're going to do. Like they did the same thing in Arkham Knight, right? With all of the anytime you look, look around, like it would change things. Like it plays a lot with the psychological horror of Batman, which is really fun. And to do that, in, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. To do that in VR yeah. is like pretty effective. Like it's really creepy. Heck yeah. Um, you're supposed to kind of play it standing up, but I'm still not to the point where I, I really feel comfortable doing that at all. Um, like I just, well, and I'll, I'll get into more detail about that. But so on, in Batman, if you're sitting down, the way you turn around is you press one of the uh, buttons on the motion on the uh, move controller, and it just does a quick 180. And they must have done some real work on that because that didn't make me like sick at all. Like it just flips you, and I didn't, like it doesn't bother me at all. And uh, it was just super effective. Like there's some times where like you're looking at something, and then something appears in a mirror behind you, and then you flick behind you, and there's something different there. And that works in the <clears throat> excuse me. That works in the video game, but being in VR, it especially works. And uh, and I, and I just want to say like I'm I'm super fucking tired of Batman's origin story. I never need to see Martha <laughs> Martha. I almost said Martha Kent. That's a different Martha. Um, Martha and is it Tom Wayne get killed ever again? But seeing yeah, that yeah. in VR, holy shit! Like they they put you at the appropriate height, so you're like looking up at mom and dad, and the yeah, it's hilarious. Giant mom. Yeah, you have a, <laughs> a super giant mom, and holy shit. <laughs> 
<laughs> like it's kind of scary that the thug that kills him like comes up and gets in your face and i was like i literally leaned back in my chair i was like whoa hold on dude <laughs> yeah, chill yeah. out it, it's done really well batman vr is fantastic um but yeah those those scene flipping things that happen near the end of the game uh really caught me off guard um yeah it's very impressive yeah it's fun it's like i said it's probably the most fun i've had with vr outside of uh star trek bridge crew which uh you've played some of vader right yes where are you at on star trek Um, bridge crew because i love this it's really good like it's kind of funny like it's i did the tutorial like where you practice all the different four members of the crew and then i did the one player and the first level i was like i I think i messaged you and said like i had no idea what's going on like trying to remember what everyone does (laughs) and how to command them was like quite intimidating and yeah it was now i've done i've redone the first level a second time and i kind of breezed through it because I had kind of learnt enough and was a bit more comfortable what who did what and and how to and how to uh, issue orders and who to take over if I really wanted something done quick. Yeah. So it's 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 sitting quite nicely now. And then I played the second level. I played the first second level again last night. And it's weird. Like you're just sitting there. It's just so serious and it's quite. There's not much sound to it. It's quite um, sterile in some ways. Because you, well, I guess those ships are very sterile, aren't they? They're very clean. I, I, I thought about actually thought about that while I was playing last night. I'm like, I wonder if they get dust anywhere, and who cleans the dust? <laughs> you, uh, there's no <laughs> dust in space. I don't know if you knew this or not. There's literally no dust in space. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's that's what it is. Uh, but yeah, I mean, really, they can really just like make matter it. in Star Trek Vader. Yeah, like yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> like they, they just tea your old gray hot, right? Okay. Uh, but yeah no it's good i'm liking it uh it's a very different type of game it's not it's yeah it's not anything like i've ever played anything i've ever played it's sounds like you're liking it it's amazing like you load into this thing and you're on the fucking bridge of star trek and i've not like i like star trek but i'm not like a huge I'm not like Brian about star wars about it or anything and uh like so i'm but still there's something about just like looking around and you're you're in that world. Like there's something just completely, I fucking hate that I'm about to say this word and mean it seriously, but it's, there's something really immersive about the whole thing that (laughs) is just like, you're just looking like I'd spent like three minutes just like picking my hand up and like looking at my hand and was like, Holy shit. And then just like clicking on random shit, uh, in the game because you could, you could just like reach up and like, just start tapping buttons. Uh, it's yeah. Um, I'm really glad that, that like both of you guys have like played VR so that I don't sound like a complete lunatic when I talk about it because now you like, and now Jeremy, like specifically you, since you just tried it for the first time this week, like you get it, like you get like why it was so hard for me to talk about VR and like how, like just, just how crazy it is to be inside of another space like that. It's insane. I I did not believe anybody when they were talking about this stuff. And (laughs) even when I went to Best Buy um, and I was, I like I, I did the trial like not trial but I did the like demo of the Oculus and got like terrified at of being on the side of a cliff. Um, I, even that I was like, okay, that's just too real, that's too much. I don't, I don't want to ever do that again. Like 
being like in the living room and just I'm sitting down on a chair and like looking around and like there's nothing below me. There's giant space above me. It's just insanity. Like it's it's weird and it's it's that technology gets better and better. Like I'm not sure how people are going to be able to handle it. <laughs> like yeah, because yeah, like the first time that I did it, I literally just like stood there and looked around with my mouth open for like 15 minutes. I I don't well, yeah. I don't under I don't understand like as that stuff gets smaller like as the headsets get smaller and the resolution gets better and better and better like I wow like where is that technology gonna go right like that's just I get it now I get why people have not shut the fuck up about VR in the last two years like I get it I understand <laughs> it's all I want to do is talk about VR me and uh, me and Mark the the guy that purchased all this stuff for me um, for me. Like we, 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 me and him have been doing nothing but texting back and forth, like all for the last week, and he's just all into it. And uh, poor Mark has he has a, a bad eye, so I don't think VR was going to work on him at all. Um, but I, don't know, I still might try to put the headset on him just to see what's going to happen. But um, I mean, you got to let him try. Exactly. Um, he bought it for you. I, that's, that's, and even if it's just something like non-interactive, like those VR worlds thing uh, was. Like where you just they basically just drop you into an ocean and like sharks are coming up and shit. Like you don't you're not really doing anything. No, thanks. Looking around. So. Yeah. Um, welcome to the family, Jeremy. Yeah, I'm in. I'm in that <laughs> VR family. Did you guys talk about? And Brian, uh, you still sound crazy. Yeah, Brian's always. Crazy. I mean, I know I sound crazy, but like you get why I sound crazy. That's what I mean. Oh, actually, um, Jeremy, you mentioning the. Um, your experience trialing it at like a store. Mm-hmm. I just saw a video of a guy playing like the rock climbing on the Oculus. Yeah, same one. Mm-hmm. Or maybe the Vive. Yeah. Um, yeah. And he was like climbing and then reached for like a, a hold quite a distance away and missed it and let go. And his character fell and he just, just ate the floor so hard. <laughs> <laughs> this it is so funny. This is probably my biggest problem with it right now is that, um, so number one, I'm scared of heights. Like I, I can't, I can't climb a ladder without my hands getting sweaty and uh virtual reality definitely sets off my fear of heights. Like in the, it could help you with it though. Well, and it's, it's weird because, uh, if I'm, on, if I'm at the top of a ladder or if I'm on top of a roof somewhere, like I can, I'm high up in the air. Like I, I'm, I could fall and damage myself. Like that's a thing that could happen. I can't make myself like not be scared about that. But when I'm sitting in my chair in my living room and in the virtual world, I'm all on the, like, I'm looking down at, you know, Arkham city or whatever. And it's just a million miles below me. I can like, oh, my, that was so cool. my feet are touching the floor. Right. Like I can tell my mind like, okay, you need to stop freaking the fuck out. Like you're good. You're not going to fall down anywhere. Um, but that's definitely the biggest part of it. Like being shut out from the outside world is terrifying. <laughs> like I almost kind of don't like it sometimes. Like I just, I don't know what's going on around me. Like autumn, like kind of cough. And she's like, I didn't want to scare you, but I walked in the room and I didn't think that you knew I was there. Like, I don't know how people do this in front of like their shitty friends or anything because I, I mean like you just don't know what's going on around you, especially if you've got the headphones in like the, the headphones that come with the PSVR are, you know, they're just like earbuds, but they sound really great. Like you could just totally block out everything that's going on around you. Man, it's yeah, try that with kids running around behind you. No, I don't want to. My dog scared the shit out of me the other day. He just came up and like touched, like nudged me in the leg. Like, hey, I want some food. And I was like, what the fuck is that? Um, yeah, you need to try Farpoint. That 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 terrified me. It gave me a and it wasn't. I wasn't even trying to be scared. Like it wasn't even. I was pretending. Like it, seriously, I actually get a, got a fright. I've got Farpoint sitting on my coffee table right now. So I. Uh, oh, sweet. Yeah, yeah. So I've. I've got it. I just, I literally you, haven't even opened the box yet. So I haven't even messed with the controller. Did anything. you get the gun? Yeah. It's got, it's the whole thing. Yeah. 
Oh, nice. Because you can just play with a controller, but I just don't think it'll be the same. Yeah, I'm, I, yeah and I know nothing about this thing. Um, I just I, I had some Amazon credit, so I was like, whatever, let's do it. Um, and I, you know, if you're gonna get, if you're gonna get into the wacky peripheral game, like let's just get into it, right? Let's just commit, <laughs> see what's gonna go on, see what's gonna happen. So I'm looking forward you, to that. You one. can actually play, you can play co-op. Oh, cool, nice. So, so maybe, maybe we, we can, can jump in some because yeah, th- th- those schedules often work out with <laughs> when I'm playing video games and when you're playing <laughs> video games. Uh, we need to because I need some friends. I know, I know. <laughs> um, some other PSVR stuff that I messed around with. Uh, don't play Drive Club. There's a demo for that on the disc, and that made me grossly ill. Like, that was just bad and horrible. Um, Tumble is very, very cool. I like that a lot. I, can't, I bought the full version of that because it was on sale in that giant PSN sale that I'm assuming y'all talked about when I was gone. Um, yep. There's a ton of ton of VR. Like, most of the VR stuff is on sale. Uh, so, I picked up that. I picked up VR Worlds, and I picked up um, the Until Dawn Rush of Blood thing, which, despite it looking kind of bad and you know it being a weird sequel to a game that i love that nothing that has nothing about the game that i love in it um everyone says it's great so it was on sale so why not so looking forward to that yeah psvr it's it's actually kind of good y'all yeah vr rules i I said that months ago and no one listened (laughs) It's true. It's true. I, I didn't believe you either. I, I did not. And, and like probably would not have purchased this on my own unless like I had just come into like a windfall of cash or something. And even then would have probably said I'm going to buy a PS4 Pro or something like that or build a gaming PC finally. But um, yeah, no, fair enough. this is, this is, it's really good. Like the, I'm surprised, like the headset's not uncomfortable. It seems to be very well made. I don't like this stuff is just amazing. I, I don't even know what else to say about it. I feel like I've been talking forever now. I'm just out of things to say. So somebody pick this <laughs> up for me. <laughs> did we talk about, did you actually talk about Star Trek in the end or did we switch over to just general? Do you have anything else to say? Well, I, I, did we describe it at all? Not really. So, um, <laughs> this, the, so Star Trek bridge crew, and you're literally the captain of a like enterprise class ship. You have, uh, it's the captain and then three other people engineering, um, tactician. tactician and navigator navigator thank you somebody was paying attention to tutorials I was just too busy looking at my hands and my sexy women, woman legs did you notice that you were a woman when you yeah that was funny <laughs> yeah, the, yeah you looked down and I noticed that I even went to the detail put freckles on her leg yeah. I was like that's impressive yeah um <laughs> And I guess the the single player campaign because I did a couple missions there and like it's they're actually it's you're actually a character which is really really neat I, th- I think that's really cool of them to do. Um, so the the idea of, is to basically run the ship and you can do it using either touch controls or voice controls. The voice controls work like very can you? very well. Do what? I don't know. You could do voice. Yeah, it has like some IBM Watson bullshit in there that. Uh, you just go into the options and activate it, and you can be like, engineering, you know, fuck off. And they'll go into the other room and fuck off. Or probably not. Like, But you can tell them to arm torpedoes or to bring shields to whatever percent yeah, yeah. and all that stuff. Like, it's you, you mentioned that you were having trouble with them like, doing what you wanted to do. I th- that's probably wise. I think you're supposed to be talking to them. Because the, um, the VR controls are really, really good, and they're solid. But I would imagine if you're in a really tense situation and having to juggle a bunch of stuff, it wouldn't be quite as, as quite as precise as you wanted it to be. So especially because yes, um, you can do voice controls yeah. and motion controls at the same time, right? So you can be like, engineering, do such and such, while you're telling the tactician to do a different thing with your hands. 
Interesting. What if if because you can, as I mentioned earlier, you can warp into and take over control of the other mm-hmm. um, roles. Can you give voice commands from that position, or do you have to be captain to give voice commands? I did not try that, so I, I do not know that for sure. I would imagine that you could do Cause you I, could do that because it's just listening to you. So I, I I felt like it when I was playing that it should like this should have voice activation controls. I wonder, Vader, if it's, a, but, if it's a regional thing. Like, I wonder if that doesn't exist in New Zealand because it can't understand your beautiful accent. That's my problem, <laughs> that it may that may be an issue. Mm-hmm. It's like that video of the, the Scottish guy trying to use the voice active, activated elevator. Have you seen that? <laughs> Oi! <laughs> and the guy yells. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. Um, so that may be an issue. Suri has a hard time understanding me at times. Well, that's because you call her Suri and her name is Siri. Uh, that's what I said. <laughs> Man, why are you hating on me, Brian? <laughs> Accent jokes. Um, but yeah, it's cool. I have to try to see if the voice, because it felt like it should be there, and I just didn't even notice that it was an option. Um, so it's good that it is there, the voice activation. Yeah, it's fun. Um, and like you can also play this uh, multiplayer, so anybody with the PSVR can hook up, and like you can all take over roles, and you can all hang out. And they made it cross compatible with the PC, so if you have a PC version yeah. of this, you can play with PS4 players, which I think is just incredibly cool. And I don't even mind signing up for dumbass Ubisoft's whatever social <laughs> dumbass network because that's super awesome. Yeah, and uh, just just to spoil a little bit in the future, I have also purchased this game, and Jeremy and I and Vader and some other people plan on playing it at some point. Yeah, uh, yes. there may or may not be. I don't know if we're actually officially public with this, so I don't want to say, but you know, watch this space for announcements of you know charity streams and things like that. Yeah, but potential streaming of this video game. And I, I have looked into it. Uh, apparently the PS VR will stream, but it will stream whatever is on the TV um, when you're watching it, in which case the Star Trek VR stuff is fine because it's literally what you're looking at. Um, yeah, and that would that, that would also mean that whoever's streaming it should just be the captain at that yeah, point. I would yeah. assume that's that's kind of what I was thinking. So um, Jeremy wants to be captain. I don't <laughs> really. I, I think I'd have more fun doing the engineering thing because like the engineering stuff is kind of complicated. Like I, you have to. There's a lot of sliders in there that you have to watch out for. It's very spreadsheety. It's, it is, but it's Jeremy does love his <laughs> spreadsheets. I do I do with that? Um, but yeah, man, like PS. Yes, I think I like stuff. the Navigator. It's uh, it's it's really great. Like it's, it's fun. I can't believe it's this much fun. I pl- like I said, I played for probably Batman took maybe about an hour, hour and a half. A lot of our responses this week, our question to our listeners this week was about VR, and a lot of responses were like, I can't imagine playing a AAA game like that. And I don't know why you ever would want to. Like I don't, like I can imagine playing Resident Evil with this, but I would never. Like it would probably take me like two and a half, three months to finish that if I was playing it on a regular yeah. basis. Like I, I played ten minutes and I puked. Well, I didn't actually, but I felt like it. Oh, really? It was that bad. I yeah, my brother. It was just a demo. Um, that's part of the reason why I didn't actually buy the full game is because I played the first. I played ten minutes in the VR demo and it was like oh, no not for me <laughs> i heard the uh the kitchen demo is on the uh demo disc so i've, I've... oh the kitchen demo is cool because it's just sitting there yeah yeah but I, I haven't there. played I, I knew it wasn't the full game i knew it wasn't you actually moving around so that would be really weird but yeah the, the actual demo our first hour demo was also playable in vr i guess i need to get, you can try i it. guess i need to go download that but i'm just worried about um you guys know uh, Ellie Joy Panic on Twitter? Yes. So uh, she posted a video way back when she was at a Sony event uh, with friend of the show, uh, Peter Cleaves. 
and uh, this was before the thing had been released, and she was playing a demo, and it's literally just a video of her like shrinking as much as she can into the chair, and like ah, she was so terrified <laughs> at this thing. So ever since I saw that, I'm like, I definitely don't ever want to do this. This looks horrible. <laughs> yeah, good times. Yeah, so uh, that's really all I have to say about PSVR. So, all right, do you guys want to oh. do some questions? Uh, I haven't talked about one of my games yet. Oh well, I didn't know, Jeremy, that because I wasn't here for half this podcast. Today. Yeah, come on, Jeremy. <laughs> do I get? To, uh, do I yeah, still get to uh, count this as a uh, as a whole um, episode? No, you only get like a uh, competition. Half okay, I have credit. You only get half credit. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> tell us about uh, the video yeah, games. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you about Eternal. Um, Eternal is a digital card game. Uh, it is like a mix between it's a, so okay. So the, if 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 we're if we're talking about a spectrum between like Hearthstone and Magic, uh, it is closer to the Magic side of the of the spectrum. Okay. Um, and uh, Jeremy, I know you don't really play Magic or, or never really have, uh, but Vader, I know you have, or yep. you at least like have a basic understanding of it. Yes, I played digital and physical. Okay, so um, this game works much the same way that Magic does. Like you have like there, there's like pri- there are like priority windows where you can respond to things your opponents are doing, and when you attack with your creatures, your opponents can block them. Uh, the same way that it, it all works the same way that Magic does. Um, it looks exactly like Hearthstone. Uh, yeah, it, it looks it looks like it's got a very similar style to Arth- to Hearthstone. Exactly. Uh, I wouldn't <laughs> say exactly. Uh, there there are some differences. Uh, it's, it, it, honestly, it's not as I don't think it's as polished as Hearthstone, but I think it's a better game than Hearthstone. Interesting. Um, you know, like it, 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 it by 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 not as polished, I mean like presentationally. Um, it is not. It does not have the. It does not doesn't have that Blizzard sheen on it. Um, but so a couple of the interesting things that it does is uh, so it's a it's it's a free to play game, um, just like Hearthstone, uh, where. It is very. It's a. It's very free to play friendly. Uh, it seems like, seems like if you just play the uh, like the, the the single player modes like against the AI, like you can you could build up a, a collection like with some with some speed. Um, it is. It's super fun and like the things that I really like that I, that it does about like that 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 it does with being a digital game is that it does a couple it, it does it does a couple very interesting things. Uh, that you couldn't do in paper magic or like a paper card game. Like, uh, so like for example, like there's uh, Jeremy silence. I'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> um, no. So like uh, there's, there's a mechanic in the game called war cry um, and a card that has war cry. When it attacks, it gives the top creature or weapon in your deck or sorry, unit. Uh, unit or weapon in your deck plus one plus one, and that's the thing that you couldn't really do in a paper card game, right? Because it's you can't re- you can't represent that. But since it's yeah. all digital, like when when your war cry trigger happens, like then whenever you draw that card, like if it's like say it's like a two two, it's a three three instead because it got war cry, it, it got buffed by war cry. Um, and then also like it keeps those stats like when it dies, so like when it goes to the graveyard. If you somehow get it back out of the graveyard at some point, like if it was a if it had been buffed by Warcry, it's still buffed by Warcry, like it remembers those things. Yep. And I think that's really interesting. Um, I'm really like I man, like I've played I, I I've put like ten hours into this game like just this week, and I have been 
<laughs> Jeremy actually muted his, his microphone. No, no, only because my, my wife walked in, so I t- she had to ask me a question. So that's the only reason okay. I muted it. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, it, one of the funny things is that, that I, I don't know if you guys saw me tweet about this uh, last night, but <laughs> uh, I was getting, I realized that I was getting trading cards on Steam for Eternal. Oh, I did see this. Uh, I didn't understand what like you were the, talking the, about. There. That's hilarious. The Steam trading cards. So do you know what Steam trading cards are? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I yeah. got so one the other day. I don't know what it is. You don't? <laughs> no. Okay, so like when you get when you like when you play a video game on Steam, like you get trading cards, right? And that's just like a Steam level thing where you just get some cards and then you like you can like craft a badge or you can like sell them. Most people just sell them for like three cents a piece, uh, so so that you can you can buy more video games on Steam. Uh, but I thought it was very funny and meta that I was getting trading cards for my trading card game that I couldn't use with my trading card game. Oh, the, the irony. Yes, extremely, extremely, hundred percent ironic. <laughs> um, yeah, interesting. I might download this because it's free. And- yes, I, I, yeah, you should definitely check it out. And if you do, like, hit me up, and I will play with you. Um, because I really, no like, I'm really enjoying this game. It's like because I, I guess I don't know if I don't know how much I've talked about Hearthstone on this podcast or just in general. But I, I was really into Hearthstone for a while. But like, th- just like. Over the course of playing that game, like I just started, like the, the the differences from Magic, like the the things that I felt that they did worse than Magic, not the differences, but the things that I felt like were worse than the, the way Magic did things, like really rubbed against me in a bit in like a way that, like it was very. But by, by the end of me playing Hearthstone, I was I was pretty much like not, no longer I no longer liked that game. Yep. Yeah. That's and I, I, I I know you have played it, or I don't know if you still do or not. I'll play it occasionally with Odin. Um, it's fun. He actually beat me oh, yeah? recently. Um, but yeah, it's it's all right. I hate the aesthetic. Um, yeah. But, yeah, Hearthstone but, uh, yeah, I, I, can, I see what you mean. Uh, Hearthstone. Oh, yeah. So I don't think I'll be that keen on this one because it looks the same visually, but it's the mechanically. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I yeah, always mechanically would just get is destroyed. much Hearthstone. Yeah, I just could get destroyed by people because everyone has better cards. Yeah, sure. sure. Um, uh, well, on the bright side, there's a couple different. Uh, so one thing is is that in Eternal, you can do like an actual draft. There's an actual draft format uh, where uh, it is like a magic draft where you open up a pack and you take a card from it and pass it, and then the card the packs go around the table, right? Yep. Um, so Eternal has like basically that, that exact thing, and then there's also like. Uh, you can do these AI modes, uh, the the Forge and the Gauntlet. And the Forge um, is basically like the Hearthstone uh, arena where you get like, it gives you an option of like three different cards and you select one uh, and build your deck out of that. Uh, and then once you, uh, once you do that, uh, then you just play against, uh, you play against AI. You don't play against actu- other players for that. Okay. And then the gauntlet is like you build a deck and then you play against like ever increasing difficult difficulty AI in that as well. Okay, interesting. It sounds like a good way to learn the mechanics and how cards play together and work together. Yeah, and the the rewards are really good too. So like you get uh if you if you complete a forge or a gauntlet, you get three chests and two of them have will have like some gold and also like a, a card, and then one of them usually has some gold in a pack. 
of okay. cards. So the, the, the rewards and the, the rewards are pretty generous and good. Um, one thing that I didn't talk about actually that uh, that I, I I think is like a super both a super smart decision and like I really like that. Uh, I really like the way that they did it is that there is mana in this game. Like you do have like lands, right? Um, okay. The way that you do in Magic, but they're called they're called sigils. Uh, but the way they work is you just every sigil that you play. Uh, so there's like it's fire, shadow, time, justice, and primal are the five are the five basic types of sigils. Those are your five basic lands, right? That's like white, blue, black, yep. red, green. Um, and so when you play, like, say you play a fire sigil, you get one maximum power uh, plus one maximum power. So that's like basically like your mana that you have to spend on things every turn. Uh, and you also get an influence of that type. So you have so with a fire sigil, you would get. A plus one maximum power and plus one fire influence. And so cards have, um, they have a mana cost, which, or a power cost, which is how much of maximum power you have to spend to, to play them. But then they also have like an influence, uh, an influence cost. And so like if a card says like three and it also has two fire symbols on it, that means that you have to have at least two fire influence to play it, but you have to pay three, three power for it. I, if that makes sense, yeah. Uh, so, so it's like it's like a threshold system. Like you don't have to specifically tap. Like you don't have to tap mana or anything. It just it just does it's that for you automatically. It's just based on having enough influence in that faction. Yep. Uh, yeah, it I, seems good because Hearthstone was good because it, it is quite simple. To, yes. Like to pick up. Like it's magic is a little bit more complicated. This seems like it might be in the middle somewhere. And difficulty of like learning how it works. Yeah, it's all it's all pretty straightforward. Like if, if you've ever played Magic before, I think it's I think it comes pretty it came pretty naturally yeah, to me. Yeah, like yeah. granted, I still like currently play Magic, um, but so maybe it might be a little bit different for someone who's coming back. But it was also the game was designed by several Magic pros. Uh, I know, like okay. I saw uh, Luis Scott Vargas and Patrick Chapin and Josh Utter Layton, who are names that the Magic community would would definitely recognize. Uh, were some of the people that designed the game and like you can you can definitely feel the feel the magic influence it's pretty obvious interesting cool but yeah that's uh that's that's more or less eternal like i've i'm really yeah. enjoying this game it's probably be what i played you know the rest of the evening so cool well yeah i've just downloaded it while we've been talking excellent um, so we better change subjects because Jer- uh, jeremy is dying huh? Huh? over what? there what what what's going on <laughs> <clears throat> What? Huh? Yeah, ab- uh, Jeremy just woke up from his uh, um, from his slumber. Uh, Cliff is great. <clears throat> what are we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jeremy, we're done talking about card games. We can talk about questions instead. Okay, cool. Are you sure you're done with card games? Because this is the last chance you'll ever have. I'm going to talk about <laughs> card games next week, and you can't stop me. Why did we bring you on this podcast? It's a terrible <laughs> idea. So our uh, our question: card games and roguelikes. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> you're, you're almost a parody of yourself at this point. I am a hundred percent a parody of myself. <laughs> Let me tell you the, the three things that I care about, Jeremy. It's card games, roguelikes, Star and Star Wars. Wars. Yep, yep, I know. <laughs> uh, they need to make a combination of all three, and then you'll be happy. Oh my goodness! Be like Yoda's desktop adventures. But like a card game version? What is? Yep. You know what? I, I kind of do. I want to know what Yoda's desktop adventures is. Uh, it's literally a. It's a Star Wars based like super like simplistic roguelike. Of course it is. Oh, so there is one. Of course it is. 
our question this week was, um, I believe you wrote this, Brian. So uh, I did. Do you want to read this to our audience? I can read this to our audience. And the question was, we're about a year into VR being widely available. Are you interested in it? Why or why not? If you own a headset, do you still use it? Excellent. And that's our, the question. That's our, the whole thing. That's, that's it. Our uh, our first response. Actually, I don't think this is our first response, but this is the order in which Twitter listed them to me when I went to look for them because somebody didn't make notes <laughs> today, and I had to do it twenty minutes before the podcast began. But I'm not I'm not naming any names or anything. I woke up twenty minutes before the podcast began. That's true. <laughs> that's true. That's true. I am actually ten minutes from. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, our first response was from at We're Not Wizards, which is a false handle because they're definitely wizards over there. They're definitely wizards. Definitely wizards. <laughs> Listen, uh, I was on an episode of that podcast that is titled "We Are Definitely Wizards." They yeah, are definitely yeah, wizards, one hundred percent. Former uh, guest slash host of this podcast, <laughs> our buddy Richard. <laughs> Um, he says, tried it, loved it, but it's tech demo after tech demo with no real games in the future. It's like Nintendo made the PSVR. I think he's trying to troll us into getting us to talk about how Nintendo actually makes games. But I'm not going to take the bait. He, he is he is trying to troll us. Yes. So uh, I, I, I do get that. Like the tech demo after tech demo thing. But I think that's like where it works the best right now. Like I, I kind of want more... Batman after playing Batman because like there was some really cool, oh, heck yeah. some really cool stuff but like I don't necessarily want like a 40 hour Batman I I, I kind of just want them to drip feed me like two or three of those episodes a year right like that'd be kind of a like I would pay like 10 or 15 bucks for like another couple hours of that like just investigating and putting stuff together and like seeing what they could do with that technology well especially that crime scene stuff like it just made me think of um, I know Heavy Rain's divisive some people hate it because of the, the guy behind it. Shoutouts to the Salt Report like podcast it. to carry in that torch. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, but I was just thinking of the detective in that in that game that has that kind of weird ability that has to take like drugs to keep him doing it, bound to do it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys remember that or know about it. Yep. Um, but I like a VR game with that, that kind of detective-based powers would be really cool where you're investigating crime scenes but and and. You're actually in VR and using those sweet powers. Like, yeah, stuff like that would be cool, which is what they did with Batman for part of it. Like that uh, morgue uh, scene. Yes, exactly what I was thinking of. Yeah, it was awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At one point, there was, yeah. a, there was a moment in that uh, where, and you did this in the name made Batman games too, where you were like scanning bodies to find shrapnel or trying to th- find things that are hidden inside the body, and you have to switch between like a bone scan or a muscle scan. And at one point I couldn't find yep. one in this body. So I literally like leaned over the thing and like held my move controller down to scan an arm that was on the other side of me. <laughs> like it was, and it just felt so cool to do that. So anyway, yeah. thank you Richard for, stuff like for, that. for writing in and trolling us and trolling us as usual. We appreciate oh. it. <laughs> Jim, I didn't ask about the Batman VR. Now we brought it back up. Did you take your own blood? I did, and but I forgot to scan it. Like I'm going to go back in and mess with some of that stuff. But I did take my own blood, and it felt yeah. really, really cool to, um, like, because you literally like, stab the thing in your arm, and it brings out blood, and then you pick up with your other controller or your other hand, like you pick up the thing to push the blood into it. And anything where you're kind of interacting with two things in your hand feels like fucking mind blowing for some reason. So yeah, no, it was pretty cool. Yeah, go go scan it. Yeah, I'll go. I'll go do that right away. Vader, you're next. Right now. Uh, <laughs> um, amazing Baron Badger at Ninja Badger 7, um, guest and friend of the show. 
Um, can't think of anything worse. I want my gaming to be relaxed on a sofa with a controller. No moving around. Also, I don't want to get jumped. <laughs> <laughs> See, a lot of people talk about this, and it's my fear as well of just doing this, like with having to make sure you, all the doors are locked and that you know where everybody is inside the house. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I, I guess that is my hurdle to jumping in and playing VR. Because you do feel more isolated. Like I feel kind of bad that I'm like isolating myself from everybody. Um, so I kind of have to pick the times of doing it. Like reads me late after kids have gone to bed. Usually, occasionally I play during when I got the Star Trek crew this week. I played during the day because I wanted to try it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, so th- there is there is a hurdle to that. But Star Trek crew is quite relaxing. It is surprisingly, um, I don't know Zen. I guess <laughs> sitting there issuing orders. It's, it's I, I like it. Yeah, I'm, I'm into it. It's really funny, like, reading all of these responses. Like, I, we're, we're going to see more of this, obviously, throughout as we read the responses. But I was thinking about this uh, while you guys were talking. Is that a lot of the things that people are, are saying in the responses are things that I thought before I did it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then also, I was like, oh, like, God, yeah. I have to do this all the time now. I was definitely thinking the uh, the tech demo thing. Like, I, everything that I looked at, I was like, why was why is anybody bothering playing this stuff for any length of time? And it's because it's fucking cool, is the answer. Yeah, it's fucking amazing, guys. <laughs> because even as a tech demo, it's the coolest tech demo I've ever had in my house, ever. Like, it's just, like, it's mind-blowing, like, getting a Super Nintendo for the first time and hearing, like, full music coming out of that thing, right? Like, it's just fucking crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Jerry, when you play Firepoint, first thing you do, lift up the gun and look down the sights and just... Then let me know how cool that is. <laughs> I uh, I practice full gun safety even in the virtual reality. Not, so I'm not uh, yeah, Vader, I have a question for you about Farpoint. Did okay, you try go. shooting yourself? Like, did you try shooting yourself in the head? No, I didn't. That sounds uh, dumb. That's one of the. Come on. That's one of the twenty six endings of Farpoint. Is what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> what I what I did do is uh, let go of the front uh, grip and pull it out and turn the gun sideways like a gangster. <laughs> Shot it. <laughs> Um, and it's cool, yeah, because yeah, it, it actually releases the virtual hand when you when it stretches too far, uh, and yeah, so you can actually shoot one handed in the game, which is cool. Is Brian, cool. you're up. All right, this is uh, this is from Kay at Humanity Upgrade, uh, friend of the show, host of the Salt Report, mm-hmm. uh, and she says it's very expensive and kind of makes me dizzy. I can't imagine playing full games in VR, but why pay that much for a headset otherwise? Because it's fucking cool, Kay. Because it's cool, Kay. Come over we'll, we'll, and uh, and make me a beast outfit for uh, undisclosed Patreon tiers for Duck Feet TV that I don't really want to talk about, but I've somehow agreed to. And then I will let you play with my VSVR. It's an exchange. Um, shout out. So the last time I was on the podcast, I asked, I speculated about Humanity Upgrade and her Twitter handle. And I kind of, it's just assumed it was a Dark Souls thing, but apparently it's a Star Trek thing. So she corrected me on that. Just wanted you to know. Oh, okay. Oh, I didn't. I didn't see the correction. That's nice to know. Just, we she, all assumed. She, I think she just DM'd me on on Twitter. Like I didn't. I didn't make it like a thing or anything. Uh, uh yeah. Well, that's that's the thing. I was listening to um, CJ and Petty on Twenty Humanities, the E three marathons. Oh my god, they're fifteen hour extravaganza. <laughs> um, and yeah, that they're, they're quite negative towards VR. Um, and I. And, and, and I get it. Like it's not for everyone, and even people who have tried it, it's not for them, and that's fine. Uh, but I think when you don't have it, you're not you don't see it. It's like kind of like when people own Wii U and went on about Wii U. Like we love the Wii U, but people who don't have it, just like oh, the console's failing. It's got no games. 
I think it's similar with VR. Like who, those who have it are looking for the games that are there and are finding gems and fun games to have. Whereas people who don't have it, like what games are there? There are no games. Um, so I think it's just a perspective that you have when you have it and don't have it. Cause there are plenty of games to play. Agreed. Agreed. Especially on, especially on steam. Like there are shitloads of VR games on, well, on the yeah. Vive. If you've the, got the one thing that I'm PC really, really missing out more. and I hope that they're out there trying to work on it is, uh, I would very much like to experience that, uh, foo show that Will Smith is doing that, mm-hmm. not that Will Smith, everybody, but the Will Smith from tested.com and giant bomb and all that stuff. Um, yeah, they do like a literal, like kind of walk you through a video game level, like commentary thing that just looks fascinating and amazing that I want to, I really want to play around with. Cool. Um, and I'm just excited. Super hot's coming. Super hot. hot. That's why I brought it up. Did, uh, <laughs> did anybody notice I actually put that clip in the E3 show? I did notice that. <laughs> <laughs> um, up next is our good friend Jala Prendez at Jala Chan on Twitter, who is about to open up commissions. So go check out her Twitter if you want some cool art. She just finished this really cool Dark Souls thing for somebody I don't know. Yeah, it's awesome. It looked really fucking cool, though, and I kind of want one on my wall. Um Jala says, I'm not particularly interested in it at present, but probably will be down the road. Cost, eye strain, vertigo, the thing being hot to wear. Yeah, I totally get that. Like, knowing Jala... It is hot to wear. Yeah, knowing Jala, I, I don't really think, like... Like, she's such an active person that I think, like, having her whole world blocked off in this world would probably bug her out a little bit. But um, I, I, <laughs> I bet she would definitely, like, at a, at a friend's house, like, try it out and kind of dig it a little bit. It, listen, it's not about the whole world being blocked off. About it's about being in a new world. No, 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 it is not. It is, Jeremy. <laughs> is it a whole new world? Is that Little Mermaid? Is yeah. that the song? No, that's <laughs> Aladdin, Vader. Aladdin, that's it. I don't know. I can't remember. It's all blue now. <laughs> Vader, you're up next. Oh, it's me. Uh, Guardian of Gifts. Gifs. Not Gifs. <laughs> <laughs> Sentinel, our, our homie Sentinel Plus. Uh, don't have it. Friend has the rift, but I get nauseous eventually. Killed my interest in owning it, owning a set myself. Plus, I don't have enough space. Get a PlayStation VR. It takes up less space. <laughs> uh, no, I get that. I still, I still get a little nauseous. Uh, the games like Star Trek and Batman, no trouble, but. Um, yeah, if there's motion in the games, then it tends to be a bit worse. Though Farpoint, I'm surprisingly impressed with. And there's a there's a lot so I'm of interest to see. Um, like things you can do to offset that too. Like everybody has told me that anytime you sit down to play PSVR, do a hard reboot of the PlayStation. You know, do, go through like the five minute, oh, not even five minute, like go through the two minute calibration thing. Um, Allison has told me to put the camera on top of the TV, so I'm going to try that as soon as I find the clip that came with the damn thing. I can't find that anywhere, but um and that's supposed to help out a lot so just you know tips and tricks yeah there are things um yeah that help but yeah the games that you have motion where you're walking around it's interesting i've said this before but like robinson makes makes me quite sick it's fantastic to be in their world but the walking is so slow and it makes me feel quite nauseous pretty quick whereas farpoint is running at like almost a doom speed um but it doesn't make me, it makes me feel a bit uh, slightly dizzy or off balance, but it doesn't make me feel sick the same way. Some other games. Who, yeah. who's so I'll be interested to see how you get on with Farpoint. I'm up next. Jeremy. This is, uh, this is Michael Prane, uh, at Michael Prane on Twitter. 
Uh, and he says, <clears throat> The medium's still a little young for me. Between the cost and somewhat limited game selection, I'd rather wait a year or two on VR. And yeah, that, that was kind of my plan. Uh, I, I, and I didn't even buy the headset. Like, my roommate bought the headset, so, like... It worked out for me because I got to I got to play all the fun VR games and I didn't spend any money on it. <laughs> yeah, that's just, this is the same thing that happened to me, right? Like I'm literally have yeah, no money. Right. I have I have some money because I've bought games and stuff like that, but I have like I didn't outlay that tremendous amount of cash up front. So yeah, it's real easy to say like, hey, this is easy and it's great and it's good. When uh, yeah, right, this, this was not a financial strain on my life. Again, thank you, Mark. <laughs> yeah, shout outs, Mark. Shout outs, Mark. Mark Nitch, number one father-in-law. Mm-hmm. Soon to be my dad. Soon, soon to be Vader's dad. <laughs> Mark von Vader von Odin. <laughs> um, I'm up next with uh, Duncan Bailey, a.k.a. at Dunks Bailey on Twitter. I've got no interest in wearing the headset and being restricted if I play a game it's to relax, typically on the sofa with the controller. Yeah, totally understand that as well. That's So... Yeah. Yeah. Another thing that I that I that I just realized that I'm thinking about is that these are the these are the same things that everyone was saying about the Wii when yep. the Wii first came out, mm-hmm. and like maybe that's a bad comparison because the Wii ended up not like you know changing anything in the wide world of video games. But hey, guys, like play a VR. I don't know, man. Like if the Wii hadn't been a success, like you know the. Sony probably wouldn't have come out with those move controllers and they wouldn't have already had the technology built in. So when they do this VR shit, so like the, you could say that like those, those motion controllers kind of set a standard of what became the motion controllers that we know today, which are actually working. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So, <clears throat> yep. It is true. Uh, I'm up with Pete Lawson at Mr. Worry. I already ignore my family and the rest of the world <laughs> enough. <laughs> Don't need. Don't need more immersion. Plus, scared of ghosts sneaking up on me. Yep, that's a reasonable fear. <laughs> that's right that's there. a reasonable fear. I totally agree, Pete. Like that's you know again that being blocked out from the world is fucking terrifying. I don't like it. Yeah, yeah. I definitely like. I, f- I feel like if if someone came home while I was in VR, like that would definitely be a weird thing. Yeah, absolutely. Like if if you take off the headset and suddenly there's someone in your house that wasn't there when you started playing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sitting next to you. Even like even if they live there, it's still weird. <laughs> yeah. I had a moment where um like my eye started itching a little bit as I was playing Batman, so I like snuck my finger underneath the thing and like just like to the side of my eye kinda just like scratched it a little bit. But seeing the sunlight and then like my actual finger it, like intrude over the virtual world that was Arkham Arkham City was real <laughs> fucking weird. I was like, Whoa, what is this? So yeah, it's it's very strange. Yeah, yeah, you, you playing, gotta watch out for those fucking ghosts, man. Gotta watch out for the ghosts. Yeah, playing Star Trek last night, something happened with like it repositioned myself, and I looked down, and my torso was like like six feet tall. <laughs> like it just stretched <laughs> the torso out of the digital world, and like I couldn't reach the panels, and so I just had to reset. It's funny. It's funny when things like that happen. You know, um, I, I didn't. Mention, I forgot to mention this, but. Uh, of course, I had to put this thing on Autumn, who has no interest with it in this stuff whatsoever. Like, the only interest she has of it is, like, how, why does my husband look like such a dork in the living room now when he plays video games? Um, but I, I loaded up, um, what is it, Job Simulator? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And I don't know what I did wrong, but I put the headset on her, and it spawned her in, and her chest was in the floor. <laughs> so she's she's looking around. She can't touch anything. Like I've got the I've got her got the move controllers in her hand. She's looking up and she's like, "Jeremy, what do I do?" And I'm like, "I have I have no idea. Let me take the headset off. I don't know how to fix this." 
<laughs> so yeah, that was not not a good <laughs> way to good. demonstrate the the PSVR. No, uh, I think and te- you can tend to usually it's the options button. If you hold that down, that yeah. tends to reposition. Well, I know that now, but this is like games. the second day, and I was panicking because That's she true. was in the middle of the floor. So. <laughs> <laughs> Funny times. All right, hey, Brian. I'm up next, uh, this is from Impromptu at Gushing Horror Specs, uh, and they say a lot of games seem like you're just stuck in position slash moving in in a moving room. Uh, hard to find interesting experiences just interacting with augmented reality. You're not looking hard enough. Well, There's so many good interactive experience, good good experiences. <laughs> but I kind of I kind of get this though, like because like I do too. Batman, I, I, I'm being I'm being purposely indignant. <laughs> Jeremy, <laughs> let me let me stick to my bit. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, it would be nice. <laughs> but I, but I could again. This this goes back to one of those things. If like, have you tried it? Like, and have you have you had the experience with it? Because you know, it's it, this is something that's really easy to write off. And I I've been writing it off for the last year and a half. And I'm not like mm-hmm. I'm not telling everybody to go out there and buy this thing, right? Like, it's probably not. It's not for everybody, and it's not going to be fun for everybody. But it's it's just something to experience. Like, I definitely. As this thing gets out there, it's definitely going to become the thing of like, I wish my buddy had one of these so I could go over there and play it every once in a while. Like th- that yeah. would be how I would want to experience this. Uh, I'm next with our friend Chris, uh, who is at Baller Swag Sword. By the way, Chris, if Good I've never Twitter said handle. this, excellent Twitter handle. I don't know if I've ever yep. said that to you, but <laughs> yes. just excellent. It, you might even say that it is Baller. Uh he says, or they say, I don't, I don't actually know that. They say most first-person games make me motion sick, so there is no way I will even try VR. So yeah, that's, this goes back to the point that yeah. I just made of like, if you're the type of person that gets sick to just normal first-person games on a screen, like VR is probably definitely not for you. Mm. My turn. Uh, this is the Lord of Likes. Don't own it. Still got to find somewhere to try it before I'm willing to invest the time, money. And space re- and the space requirements. Yeah, I definitely recommend trying it before you buy it. Yeah, yeah. Do what do what me and Jeremy did. <laughs> yeah, marry marry a woman who Get is beautiful, free. smart, funny, and has a wonderful father in law. I have a wonderful father. <laughs> it's a super has, a, has like the most generous father of all time. <laughs> um, that's me, Brian. I'm up. Finish this up. Uh, this is from Jason Simmons at JLSim85, a good dude. Uh, he says, I don't have much interest in it myself, but it's possible I don't want to find out I'd really like it and not be able to afford it. Uh, yeah. Like, that was, <laughs> that was a little bit of me not wanting to buy VR initially. <laughs> was like, what if it's really good and then I have to buy it? Yep. That's, that would be a problem of like, I ha- now I have to have this. What am I going to do with myself? <laughs> I'm yep. going to go trade in my PS3 and all my games at GameStop to... <laughs> You get $70 in trading credit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It would not be good. Just win an Xbox like me and sell it. <laughs> also a good Yeah, a just good have to win my second Xbox One. Yeah, just win, get two Xbox Ones within the space of 30 days from one another. <laughs> uh, is that it? Are we done? That's it. it. Do we We're have any final thoughts it. for episode 67 of the Dark Insight podcast? Uh, I have a final thought. Okay. Uh, we talked at the beginning of the episode about titling this episode The Nork Stork. Mm-hmm. I think we should actually title it Disconnected. Disconnected? Okay. I'm, I'm good with that. We had so many internet issues during this episode. Oh, that's true. Yeah. I was like, I was trying to think of that as a VR thing. But yeah, absolutely. Yeah, this has been like the... I, well, I guess it works on two levels. Yeah. 
This has been a nightmare to, to, to connect. So you guys should all love us that we're putting in this much work to talk about video games on a podcast. <laughs> and especially Jeremy, because he has to edit this episode and it's going to be a fucking nightmare. It's going to be super interesting to edit this episode. So tell, yeah. tell him, tell him a lot of th- give him a lot of thanks. Yeah, yeah. On Twitter. Just come on Twitter and say nice things instead of the hellscape that is my Twitter feed right now. <laughs> oh my god. <clears throat> that's my final thought. Then everyone just be nice to each other. Yeah, that's true. Be nice to listen everybody. to what. Be excellent Bill to one another. Exactly. Listen to Bill and Ted. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, they had the right idea. So this has been Dark Insight. You can find all of our episodes at darkinsight.net. That website contains links to all of the social media networks that this podcast is on, including links to all of the hosts and guests that have ever been on the show. I've been your host, Jeremy Greer. Charles Turner, a.k.a. Vader Van Oden. Where can you be found on the internet? VaderVanOden.com Stake my claim in my own space. Uh, <laughs> we were the only two people that were on this podcast today, so you guys have a wonderful weekend. <laughs> Nobody else needs to talk. Nobody needs to say anything about where they can be found. I'm just kidding, Brian. Where, where can you be found on the internet? Uh, you can find me on Twitter.com at WadeBrianR. This is coming out uh, probably on Sunday, so you have a kind of a special episode of your podcast coming out quick shortly after that, don't you? Do you want to plug that for a little I bit? I do. Monday morning, um, my episode of uh, the, the the newest episode of Expanded Universe, a Star Wars Legends podcast, comes out on Monday. Um, I guess I can just I can I can just exclusively reveal this on this uh, exclusive on this episode of Dark Insight. World exclusive. I, so, so, so as as everyone who listens to the podcast or follows the podcast at all knows, uh, the episode is on the Revenge of the Sith novelization. Uh, but the exclusive reveal that I'm giving you guys here is that it is co-hosted by Cole Ross of Duckfeed.tv. Awesome, nice, cool. good get, good and get. it was a super fun episode. And I think you guys are really gonna like it. Is it Xbox One X improved? <laughs> I mean, I mean, Xbox One X. Every, every every podcast is like immensely improved by adding Cole. So yes, yes, that, I can right. I can confirm that. Yeah, <laughs> he is a good dude. He is a delight. His episode is one of the most popular episodes of Don't Give Up Skeleton. Yeah, I'm not surprised by that. And yes, I have a ranking. And no, I will not tell you who's the most popular episode. It's me. That's it's why not. he won't tell you. It's 100% not Brian Wade. <laughs> <laughs> depending on, depending on Bri- how smart ass of a, of a, how much of a smart ass Brian Wade has been to me, sometimes this episode isn't even on the RSS feed. So take that. <laughs> <laughs> Just delete. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you for everybody writing in. There were some names on there that I didn't recognize. So uh, we really appreciate all of you new listeners. We, we, we love all of you. If you want to chit-chat with us on Twitter, you know, hit those Twitter handles up. And uh, we no problem talking about video games or podcast or or PSVRs, or um, anything and everything, really. So, yeah, thanks. And we will see you next week with another wonderful episode of The Dark Insights. Oh. Bye. Well, we'll never know. Goodbye. Let me tell you. Oh, wait. Uh, Derek, 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 keep it up. Spunky on Twitch. That's Excellent, fellas. No, I'm not with me.